All right. Got it. Uh, thanks. To, uh, so thanks. I don't, I'm actually just reading the prompts. I'm sorry, brother. Everybody. Thanks. <laughs> You're good. See, I'm trying it again. No, welcome to Candy's right. I shouldn't do these too early in the morning. Welcome to straight to the point, completely off topic. We have my friend Javo Scott with us today. Bam. What See, up? baby, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, brother? Uh, this is funny for me because we just, I mean, we kind of see, see each other at the, at, at the preamble to this whole thing. And then we go through all the technical difficulties of working out microphones, sound levels, and all that stuff. And I want to say it, it's, it's new for me now. I, as soon as I see somebody across, I'm like, hey, what's up? Start chatting catch up right and then i'm like now i'm in the point where i have to say oh hold up we should probably we should probably catch up you know with people listening so that they know where you're at too because that's my first question where are you at these days javo i'm still in florida man uh i got my shops in a town called melbourne it's kind of a small little town but it's not super small anymore it's growing we we have uh cape canaveral here or spacex and all that stuff so it is kind of getting bigger Oh, so Melbourne is on the Atlantic coast then, not the Gulf yeah. side. No, nah, East coast. So you got some surfing out there too. Do you surf? We do. I, I would not call myself a surfer. I have surfed. I can surf, but uh, <laughs> I, have you, pro by no means. <laughs> you see those guys out there on the hydrofoils yet? Are those taking over the beaches or not? What hydrofoil? fuck is a hydrofoil? <laughs> oh, you got to look it up. It's my favorite thing to watch now. Um, yeah, yeah, hydrofoil on the bottom of a surfboard, and then it picks up in the waves, and these guys are flying down waves. And then when oh. they wipe out, they send a aluminum or a glass airplane sharp with wings through the air, and it flies, hopefully doesn't hit you in the head. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, I've not even heard of that. Wow. So they can surf the wave. They get up. I guess easier. It's a difference. And they're actually above the water, two to three feet, right? And oh, then, okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those okay. things are kind of neat. And then they can pump the yes. and get back out sometimes. I saw this guy. He rode 11 waves consecutively without. That's insane. It, it, it's pretty insane. That's what uh, I keep asking Mark Longnecker. You know, he's yeah. huge on surfing. He's and definitely a surfer. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> he he still has a hydrofoil. He seems like he's one of those. Uh, he's he's kind of I don't know. Mark's interesting motherfucker. You know, he's he's kind of like uh, one of them loyal to the coil type attitude you know what I'm people. Saying? He's, yeah, he's kind of old school with it, man. He he probably yeah. do that. I, I don't see him doing that. But so like yeah. he still sees the beauty in riding a longboard, but he has the ability to surf a shortboard. But now, as I understand it. He really likes to SUP, but yeah, yep. I don't know. I, I see him. He likes to poo poo on some things, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. I don't know, man. That, that hydrofoil thing. I've I seen videos of it, man, and like when they pump like that, I, it just kind of looks ridiculous. It's kind of funny to watch. Actually. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I see it, and I'm like, doing? finally, something that would make me work out again. I would want to work out to do that <laughs> because some of surfing really is like it's fun it's it's hard as hell to get out there but oh, yeah. you don't get a leg workout unless you're good yeah you have to stand <laughs> up to do that <laughs> yeah you get a huge upper body workout I, I i come back my arms are just shredded my chest is all beat the fuck up but because i suck at surfing my legs get no leg workout i just sit Same, there just with, a, like with them dangling like shark bait just off the edge of the board actually i'm <laughs> I'm lying about that. I'm from Michigan. So I generally surf a longboard and I got my hands underneath my chest, like far from the edges. If I'm not paddling, 
And then I got my legs on too. Like I'm in a plank mode. People are looking at me. What's uh, what's wrong with dude over there? Like, oh, he's scared of sharks. It's a little easier to ride along, a lot easier, I should say, to ride a longboard. I don't, I, I have a longboard. That's the only one I've ever ridden. I've never tried a shortboard. It just seems difficult. Right. Especially yeah, for a big dude, you know? Yes, I do. I've seen some big guys jump up on them on these like little five and six footers, though. Yeah, and they, Yes. Crazy, crazy style. But yeah, we, um, me. where I'm at, man, we, we live in the country, man. And we like to go out in the woods. Like we got jacked up side by sides and four wheelers and shit. Like that's what we do. We play in the mud. Right on. You, you hog, you hunting hogs out there for the farmers too. You know, my buddy does that shit. He's like, a, he's a monster. He's like just fucking he man. And he'll like fight these hogs <laughs> with his dogs and shit. And I'm just like, man, yes. I want to get, I don't want to get in some stupid accident and then not be able to yes. work and be like, what happened? Oh, you know, I was trying to wrestle this hog with dumbass. Like, I, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. It's cool to watch, you know? <laughs> no, I, I know because a friend of mine was into it too, and he liked to jump off of his Ford Ranger onto the hogs and stab them. <laughs> oh, that yeah, was dude, his totally. way. And he would go with dogs and stuff too, but he didn't like to use guns because he was a purebred of the stuff or whatever. And the farmers were like, dude, you're out there tearing up my crops and shit and kill these fucking hogs. Thanks for killing the hogs. But you only got seven tonight, and I got 35 of these fuckers. Need, you know? <laughs> and, and, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, can't you use some guns on them or something like that? They're out there doing whoop de doos. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I know it's, what you this funny. Yeah, I know where you're at then. You're, you got, um, totally. A little bit more away from the ocean, then a little bit more yeah, inland. Just a little bit, just a little bit. You know, it's it's not as fun with the guns. I think is what they say. They, That's uh, what they say. There's something about, I guess. I, I don't know. I've never done it, so I don't know about like killing a hog with a knife. Like, I guess there's some sort of adrenaline <laughs> rush that goes on, but I don't want to horn up my ass. You know. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, it, I I feel the same way. And then on some level, I recognize by some man code that almost gives me not the right to eat. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it almost yeah, revokes yeah. my right to eat because I wouldn't, you know, to be honest, the things that I wouldn't do uh, with an animal in any stretch of the match, it's, it would be hard for me to put one down. You know, it could be suffering with a lame leg and shit, you know, and I'm going to go out there, there and start feeling old yeller feelings. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, man. It's been a long time. Look at his eyes. He just wants to be out of his misery. But maybe if he had crutches, horse with crutches. <laughs> it, you know what, man? I There's this one time, man, this cat attacked this bird right in front of me in my house. And, like, he was dying, like, just, like, creeping and moving and, like, <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I should put this thing out of its misery. So yes. I grabbed uh -huh. a fucking cinder block and I smashed it. And then I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was gonna die anyways. I I, right, I helped it out right. by not letting it suffer. But then I was like, Fuck, I just killed this thing. <laughs> I, I I I it's a funny yes. I'm not it's that weird. guy. I guess it's unfortunate. I think that that revokes our man card some, bro. Like I, I think mean, we both we need to go hunting now. I, I think it'd be fucking hilarious if you and I went hunting because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did go hunting when I was a kid. Did you hunt when you were a kid at all? I did not. No. I, as a, I should say, I was about 18. And my friend took okay. me out hunting. Okay. Uh, I had a camper truck, and but it was a poor situation. One, I woke up in his piss because we both slept in the bed of my truck. And oh my we, got, we got pissed drunk, I guess, quite literally. But I can hold my urine. 
<laughs> and Mr. <laughs> Pee Pants over here goes ahead and pisses his sleeping bag, and we're on a metal <laughs> truck bed, and I'm oh, down, dude. I'm down level of him. <laughs> nice. That's so I disgusting. wake up and I'm like, did I piss myself? This is terrible. Like, <laughs> no, I, I can't you, believe you I peed yourself. myself. <laughs> yes. And then I start checking and like my underwear is dry. It's my butt that's all wet. My back. Oh, oh dude. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so so I probably have those feelings left over that kind of trauma from the idea. Yeah. of hunting. Like like when people talk about, oh, man, I can't wait to get to hunting camp. I'm like, ooh, it just feels like they're peeing on each other. You know? Oh, my God, dude. That's <laughs> like when was the last time you guys washed that camp? Probably never, dude. You gotta think about it. It's a bunch of dudes that get together and do shit. Like when you ever hear about dudes getting together and cleaning the house, that doesn't. Yeah, you never. Oh, I'm gonna run up the fucking hunting camp and clean it this weekend. Yeah, we're gonna clean it up before we go back again. Cool. I don't know. I just. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't want. I don't want. I bet. I bet assume. there's one motherfucker in the group that does, but he also kind of holds it over everybody else's head. Right, yeah, motherfucker. I cleaned up after your ass. Stop pissing. Yeah, yourself, I come dude. out here and fix all these pipes in the fucking. And no one else wants to help. The fuck froze, broke. I'm out here by myself. Oh god, three hundred miles away from the nearest Home Depot. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> you know what, man? Now after this conversation, I'm gonna have to go hit up my buddy and go hunting with him because he's been offering me. He's like, dude, you gotta go. You gotta go. He's got this yeah. giant fucking swamp buggy. Like, dude, the, the deck of this thing is, like, three or four feet over your head. And you right? climb up to the top of this thing, you sit on it, and you drive through fucking everything. He's got, like, cages mounted, like, on the fucking bike. He brings the dogs. Like, it's a whole setup, man. Cages I'm going to go do bike? that and then check back in with you. Yes, yes, because then you'll have the right to eat, too. Certainly bacon. Oh, totally. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have, I, I have killed chicken in my life, so I think I probably, I, I'm, I'm fine on chicken. I don't know how many yeah. you got to kill to be able to prove your manliness to eat something. And I guess the oh, answer okay. is really none, really. Like, obviously. No, because, yeah, you can go hunting at the grocery store and get it already prepared. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dead ass A, man. <laughs> just fucking line up that little package of plastic in the turkey tampon in the bottom and yeah, I guess that's. I'll take these thighs, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that does uh, kind of revoke the man card. You know, the funny thing is, I live across the street from a dude who processes animals. So, like, if you go hunting and catch them and kill them and shit, you bring them to this guy. He cuts them all up and skins them and packages them for you. Oh man, we so, might have uh, just started you on your road to the thing you do, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Have, <laughs> you're gonna have to come down here, bro. We're gonna go together. I like Florida together. quite a bit. I got, yeah. I got, I got to get down there. I, I, I like Florida a lot. It's crazy. It's, it's so small and narrow and you can drive, I don't know, 25 to 30 miles and be in a whole different like political mindset. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. It's, it's like if you go more inland. You're like, Oh my God, these motherfuckers out here are fucking burning crosses well, and shit. I think what a lot of people don't understand is that that the Florida man website is like that's actually real life Florida. Like you see yeah, these yeah. stupid motherfuckers doing this shit all every the time. Day. It's it's uh, crazy. Last <laughs> time, thing. I don't know if it's last time. Man, I I, uh, I seen someone get hit in the street. Their brain fell out of their head. Oh fuck! <laughs> that's, that's. I mean, not that I guess that's Florida man. I guess that happens anywhere, but fucking motherfuckers crossing at night with no like where's some some, some reflective gear oh man that was just that was a fucked up situation 
But that, yeah, that's kind of fucked up. I don't know that I own reflective gear, but I also don't go walking around <laughs> crossing streets in the middle of the night. So, right in that. Florida, I don't know if that's Florida, man. Though there's no alligator involved. I was <laughs> gonna just... say, yeah, Florida man's definitely more like Florida man tries to trade alligator at grocery store for twelve pack of beer, like that's <laughs> right. Man, or know? holds up holds up the store with it. Like, Give me the beer. I, I'm gonna set Lucy loose on you. I shit you not. I just heard one yesterday. Some dude, mm-hmm. I guess an alligator attacked his dog. So he f- fucking found the alligator, like chased it down, raped the alligator, and then killed it. What? Yeah, I don't know if this is true, but I just fucking heard it yesterday. Yeah. Thought, Florida man rapes alligator for vengeance? Yes. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with your head? I mean, that doesn't, that, that, that justice doesn't even fit the crime. That punishment no. is, is above and beyond. Did he kill his dog? Then I guess kill it. But did he no. rape your dog? What did he make no. your dog suffer or something? Did he bring him down <laughs> in a fucking rape dungeon or something like that? Like, like in uh in Pulp Fiction or something like uh, we're going to go ahead and get failed. medieval on this motherfucker's ass. <laughs> I got some brothers coming by with some lead pipes, some blow torches, and some vice grips. Bring out the gimp. <laughs> Bring out the gimp. Bring oh, my God. Gimp. He had a gimp punk in his fucking alligator. Florida man's crazy. That's what he's, he's got some weird kink. Oh. You, you go, I don't want to fight that guy. No, fuck no, dude. Like, what happened? You got motherfuckers eating people's faces off after they like, trip on basalts and shit. Like, well, if you fuck that, if you fight that guy, does he fuck you in the ass when he wins? Maybe. <laughs> He's like, all right, now, now it's time to take my reward. I'm oh, a you. Yeah, uh, I thought it was. I didn't. I thought it was Florida, not prison. Same, not deliverance. Same yeah, fuck. It's like a big <laughs> prison with lots of alligators, kind of. Holy swamp. shit, you guys can't swamp even jail. be gay down there now. You can't be gay, bruh. What's what do you mean? The, you, the gay law passed, right? Didn't that just what pass down the, there? What, the no, gay well, law? The only, the only the thing that say I gay. Heard, the only thing that I heard was that it was for elementary school students, which I am on board with. I am not, trust you, I'm not homophobic. I'm all for everyone. You can do whatever you want. You can, any sexuality, any race, any color, any creed, I don't care. You be you, I be me. That's it. But for I think what I from what I heard, and I could be wrong, it was just passed towards elementary schools, and they shouldn't be talking about sexuality in elementary schools, which I'm totally okay right, with. Right, right. I have small but children are, who are are they you know, are they not allowed to talk about sexuality then as well? Yes. From straight people? Yes. There's no, no there's not. no reference. Are they? <laughs> Aren't well, they still I, using the same the same gender stereotypes that we have, right? Don't know. Don't know. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. Styles, <laughs> they're so still doing know, Dick but, and Jane, right? Yeah. I just, <laughs> they just there's like there's no Dick and Jane and other. Yeah, there, no. Well, I mean, you there's know, no Azriel or something like that with fucking stardust, fucking eyeshadow and, 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 and platforms running around. Well, telling I mean, us 10 years that old, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, I don't know. It's what is the what? age group, too? Is it is it fifth grade or was it, I thought it was like five and under or something like that? Too. I think it was like up to third grade or something like that. I don't know exactly. Um, you know what I think about it is what I think it's just a big, stupid push to be like, hey, you guys hate shit. So do I vote for me. Maybe <laughs> look at me. Hate this because what does the bill really do? Were were there teachers pushing that? You know, was, I don't was know. this an epidemic of like, we need a law. This is happening with such frequency. 
I think it was just something that they're like, you know what? That guy down there, Abbott, he really pissed people off. So let's see if we can't keep in contention with him. I need to make the news cycle. I know the way this shit works. I mean, you make him right, angry, dude. make him love you. It's the same thing. I'm not into politics and all that shit, so I don't really know. I don't pay attention. And we right. just happened to, so happened to be hanging out last night talking about that. We were playing, some, uh, <laughs> we were rolling dice and shit, hanging out. And uh, <laughs> you ever played a game left, right, center? It's pretty fun. Like you roll these oh, dice, you do? dollars involved. It's, it's fun. You lose, you win money, you lose money. It's good. But we always <laughs> you know, we play this game, hang out, do a little drinking and talking. And that came up, and I was like, wow, I, I never heard of it until then. And I still am unclear about the whole thing. But I mean, right. I. For There's me, one part that just, I don't care for, for sure. And well, I don't know anything else about it, but this one yeah. part is pretty douchebaggy. Well, if a five-year-old tells you that they are, that they think that they're gay to a teacher, that teacher has an obligation to, uh, to tell the, the um, parents. Is that how it works? That's how, that's how I understand this bill to be worded. So teachers are breaking the law if when a child comes out to them and says, Hey, I'm a different gender. Right. Like I ain't supposed to be wearing shorts. I want to wear a dress. And they're like, well, we got to tell your parents about that then. However, that puts you in a funny spot because a lot of parents are accepting of that now. So like if they tell the parents and it next day is the kid going to come there dressed as a different gender and then they can't talk about it. There's nothing. They can just be like, fuck, we got to shut up. (laughs) <laughs> you know that it, it's kind of a mind fuck if you put it that way i just think in a generalized sense that kids who are that age have no business talking about sexuality anyways there's so many more things yeah. in the world that you can learn right now and you can talk about <laughs> right. as opposed to sexuality as a 10 year old you know what i mean that's like what makes just, me that's what makes i think it's under 10 actually it's, i think it's like five it might be fifth grade and under though so that would probably put it eight to ten right but Something at that, like that. point I begin thinking, weren't they then talking about that other shit then? <laughs> you know what I what? mean? Like, you like, know, it's like, not just, is it a really an Florida epidemic? Thing, though. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, it's what's not? A, it's, it's, a, it's, it's worldwide, man. It's, it's with, with, with what's happening with the kids. I, I personally, again, these are my opinions. I don't I'm bash right, anyone right. else's, but anyone who is that young has no business, you know, no sexuality, man. Like, when you're that age, you shouldn't be worried about that. You should be playing with fucking, you know, dolls or G.I. Joes or riding bikes and hanging out, you know, going to school, doing your science fair shit, whatever. Right, you know, right, hanging right. out with your buddies, building forts, like, or, or, or if you want to play dolls with your buddies, cool, it, that's fine. But, like, the whole, I think what, it, <laughs> what the thing is, is they're placing too much em- emphasis on sexuality at a young age. And that's where I have the issue. Like, they're too young right. for that. Because then you have, you know, fucking places like MTV what is that teenage mom or whatever 16 year old mom or whatever the fuck like and they condone this stuff so now all these other kids are seeing this shit on tv now they're having kids at 16 14 13 well, actually there is kids. a there's a statistic on that that, that that shows the exact opposite that kids that are that were shown the realities of the hardship of um of these lives were uh, it, it actually caused pregnancy to go down dramatically no among teens. Now, no now shit. that's on the overall. At the same time, there were people that were having, I think, like uh, what pregnancy packs and shit like that. Like, but that's a, a smaller, more individual group. However, right. if we are the news, if we are entertainment, then what are we going to focus on? So the the thought then gets to be, well, what have I heard the most about? I heard about these girls trying to get pregnant. Must be all these girls are trying to get pregnant. But the the um, the show actually put a lot of money and 
behind because of the because of the spirit of the show they kind of had to right like they had to put a lot of money into education about pregnancy and about okay. um uh, your your rights responsibilities and all that bullshit right. so I, I could be way wrong on that and you know who even believes statistics anymore i'm not wearing gloves anymore <laughs> when i tattoo well you know what fun, i mean bro. <laughs> nah, because yeah, I mean, who told me? Who told me the gloves are? Listen, you wear gloves. Who told you? FDA. Hmm. Yeah, Is the FDA? Sure. They they get a couple of things wrong. You know what? Can you wash a pair of gloves? No, but you can wash no. your hands. The gloves say right on the box, non-sterile. Right. And I'm supposed to trust all their fucking science and data and all that shit. How many times you poked yourself right through your glove? What fucking difference did it make? <laughs> just saying man i don't know if i, I mean, can trust you know, these scientists anymore i've learned I a lot more all the time man i used to watch my dad <laughs> tattoo with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth fucking take the needle uh, out of the fucking <laughs> machine put it in a tub of vaseline spray uh, it out with alcohol and use it on the next guy you know oh so, my god all right well i was just kidding <laughs> before my customers <laughs> start to think man kyle is into this shit man no, i was i'm trying to set up a, a um there's there's an interest that i have about the irony of what sciences we accept and what sciences we don't and sometimes <laughs> it's from the same group so all of us tattoo artists we all generally accept that gloves helped stop the the transmission of bloodborne pathogens oh, in the process yes, of, of a tattoo 100 percent. but like i but said that man, data only comes to us from the fda the FDA that the we offer. Of, mm-hmm. You see all the pictures of the old guys doing that shit. No gloves. Oh my god. Tattooed, sharing you, all that shit, <laughs> yeah. man. And like, it's it's crazy because if you talk to one of the old guys, you're like, oh, that's the way we fucking did it. We're still here, you know. But <laughs> yeah. I would never fucking do that. I'm wearing gloves. I'm using all new shit. We're throwing everything away. It's all disposable. Like, you know, we we do the shit mainly because think- you know you're, you you want to protect yourself and your client. So okay, oh. let's do that. I think it's it's and it's fair. I think it might be. It sounds bad at first, but when you really think it through, I'm doing it. Main, it sounds better. I'm doing it for myself. Now it helps yeah. you. It helps you as the client. You know, by me worrying about myself. As a matter of fact, the more I worry about myself, the more the you yourself will also be protected. Yeah. yeah. So and and but but when somebody begins only worrying about their client, I think it's easier to be like, eh, like no way, dude. I am around blood way more than my client. You know, if, oh, if yeah. they had yeah. another client, like one or two client that I didn't clean up or something like that after, and, and they were possibly able to touch that spot or something and transmit someone through their tattoo. If that was yeah. all, all those steps, there's still a very, very small amount that they will be exposed to and probably not have any problems possibly big, bigger than bacteria or maybe even not that. However, myself, man, I eat my lunch around that tattoo shop. So I got to clean up doorknobs and, and I see, yes. you know how those motherfuckers are too. And it's like, you're like, Hey, don't touch that. You're like, Oh, it's my blood. It's okay. You're like, no, I eat my lunch here. Motherfucker. Don't be touching your blood. Cause now you're going to go touch my countertops. You're going to touch my, you know, my doorknobs. Oh, yeah. oh, well, that's, that's me getting paranoid about it. Well, <laughs> this, this, uh, health, the, the, um, the movie contagion came out and tattoo artists were like, right. So what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting far off the point. And I, I can always tell if candy comes in and she brings me questions, then I haven't <laughs> talked about, I haven't talked about ink masters at all. Hey, you know, whatever. <laughs>
Bilo, I wanted to catch up with you. And of course, we, I want, we give you a chance to plug the name of your shop and we get to ch- talk stupid. So, but you had a unique experience of anybody that was on the show because you came on when the show was kind of changing gears and yeah. going to more drama driven. And it oh, was the yeah. first one that was like titled even that is is rivals is like, no, we're going to have drama. Um, oh, yeah. What was your casting like? They, did they seek you out with an email or, or did you seek them out? So it was weird because someone had sent me an email about that other show, uh, Tattoo Titans. And it was that was only on for like six episodes. It was real short lived. It was like a single episode right. show. They got different artists, whatever. And it was on like what CMT. Ami James, yes, CMT. Something like that, yeah. So, um, and the, like, okay, remember they sure. said, remember the punchline, what, what, what was the call thing that pissed everybody off with it? Do you remember? Fuck, I don't know, dude. <laughs> well, the girl I, would, when the time would start, she would say, everybody pick up your guns or something like that. Or oh, when yeah, it was she, over. Did, she did say guns <laughs> in that. You're totally right. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> flipping out on that one. Uh, yeah, we all cringed a little at home. We're like, it's not a gun, bitch. Like, yeah, we're, we're on not, CMT. We got to call it a gun. It's, it's cooler not because we're on yeah, CMT. We're not going to a duel with our guns here, guys. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Sure. Pull my yeah, six they- shooter out, <laughs> load it up with red ink and go. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't even remember how I got the email, if it was through a friend or something. But anyways, I did all that they asked. You know, I went through all the process and interviewing and everything. And they were like, OK, well, cool. Um yeah, you're not going to work for this show. How about we put you on Ink Master <laughs> instead? And I was like, whoa, that's cool, because Ink Master is a way cooler show. Sure. Right, sure. right. So I had Was it the same casting it. agency or something? It was the same, was yeah, it was the same people. It was the same people. Did you have so an agent I, at the time? Because you're an actor as well, right? We haven't okay, even talked so about that, I have but to you're an actor. Before this, yeah, before we even go further with the Ink Master thing, me being an actor and being on Ink Master is two totally different animals. So it's totally separate. I was an actor long before Ink Master, and I was actually on a show as a recurring character while I was filming Ink Master right before that. And I had to get a little a little clause in the contract that said, you know, I could be on this other show because when you sign okay. on your contracts, Ink yeah. Master, you're not supposed to do any other shows. But we had right. to get around that because I was already on TV. And it was like, for me, everyone's like, oh, Ink Master helped you out being an actor. Not at all. Ink Master did, I mean, I'm not cursing Ink Master. You know, Ink Master did great things for my tattooing career, uh, going to conventions, meeting a lot of people as far as that. And, you know, I'm thankful I did the show. It's super cool. But me being an actor is me going out and putting in the footwork and doing all the shit that's required that people don't see and and trying. I mean, I've been doing that for probably 10, 11 years now. Long before. You got to be prepared for failure, right? Yeah. uh, Long before. Yeah. Totally. And, and, and it was like, that's the one thing that kind of irks me about it. People are like, ah, you're an actor because Ink Master. And I'm like, no, it has nothing to oh. do with it. I actually <laughs> always swore I wouldn't do a reality show until this happened. And I was like, well, you know, tattooing is my main career. You know, hey, I, right. I could be a tattoo artist and not a waiter as an actor. You know, I mean, the old stigma, mm-hmm. the wait tables are, you know, your 10 bar as your day job to be an actor. And like, man, and I got to figure out as- I enjoy. So that's, you know, kind of the way it worked out. But yeah, that had nothing as a to resume. Do with it seems like that gives you something still like you're still, you're still working as an actor. You're still finding jobs. I bet as a yes, resume yes. that that's got to bolster your, your chops though. Right. Like Believe the time it or not, reality show. It really doesn't. <laughs> oh, and, damn. Uh, when it comes to, I mean, when it comes uh, look, dude, my fir- the first role I ever read for on a TV show was for the role of a tattoo artist. And I ended up not getting it. <laughs> 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 and I was so upset because I was a real tattoo artist. Yes. 
And I ended up being an extra in that show. I was a background actor in that show, an extra with no lines. Yeah, yeah you're, in, you're in the tattoo shop just mugging the tattoo artist. Yes, and I watched the guy that they hired to play said tattoo artist and put fake tattoos all over him because he didn't have any on him. And oh. I was like, just pissed off in my head the whole time that I didn't get the role. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm a tattoo artist in real life. This is bullshit. So, did you hunt him down and beat his ass no hell no man. hey dude he got the part he got the part man i can't i can't be a sore loser right you know what I mean? I, I, I didn't get how did he get the what was it and but now the the part wasn't a huge part either though right it was a, a tattoo no, artist, he, was, he was a he was a tattoo artist in the show i think it had maybe nine or ten lines it was you know interaction okay. with the main character and there was a big fight right. scene that went on but uh and then there's three that. of those lines to get cut yeah yeah totally but, and that's another thing with that, you know, when you go in there, you, you never know what's going to actually be aired. Like I was in Iron Man three and I never, you never should, I never got showed. I had a scene with Ben King oh. and it got cut. Oh. And I was like, shit, this sucks. I went to go watch the movie with my kids. Daddy's going to be on the screen guys. And it never happened. And they were like, Sir Ben Kingsley. Movie, Dad. <laughs> well, you know what? You, you, you kind of dodged a bullet because that was a crap ass movie, even though yeah, it had but Sir still, Ben Kingsley. That was crap. Still, <laughs> hey, but Ben, yo, you know what? Sir Ben Kingsley. He's not he's Sir he's Ben Kingsley, yes. And he yes, is actually he's really cool. He's a cool guy. And to be able to work I, that with was, him was worth it just to be able to be on, you know, on the right, set with him. Right. That was cool. But you know, anyway, sidetracked again. Sorry. No, no, no. That's where I actually want to stay for a second, because that would be cool, right? So you got to meet Ben Kingsley as well. I mean, you're on set with him. How far yeah, away he, from the guy are you? I mean, I did a scene with him. He was actually telling me, hey. Uh, you know, why don't you do this for this part? Why don't you do this? And kind of directing oh. me and shit. And I was like, oh. wow, this is neat. And I mean, there's oh. so much. What kind of stuff did guy. he tell you? What did he tell you? Well, so there's do you still, remember? When you first, when you first get there, everyone's like, okay, everyone, Sir Ben is on set. And everyone calls him Sir Ben. But even a director right. is like, good morning, Sir Ben. How are you? You know, hey, you know, cool. I'm getting, he acts totally humble. He's awesome. You know, and they're like, okay, what do you think we should do with this? And they ask him, they refer to him. He's <laughs> experienced. And I was like, this is really cool. So like they call it action. We did a little scene and then they call cut and he comes up to me and he's like, Hey, look next time. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, why don't you do it this way? And maybe stand here and do this instead or do that. You know? And I was like, okay, sure. Right. It, it worked out. You know, we spent a whole day shooting this scene and then no, it I didn't was work so out. Excited, so excited. Ben, ben fucked you. How do you know? Maybe all of that humbleness, he was actually just like, I'm going to get this extra part cut. Listen, do it like this. I know they're going to hate it. They're going to cut your ass out. I couldn't stand you being on my set anyway. Yeah. I'm just being nice to you because they call me Sir Ben for a reason. No, I'm That's sorry. That's fucking great, dude. But, you know, it's funny because you always hear these stories like, oh, I was on set. Because this was, again, early in my acting career. It was... um. And I was an extra and, you know, you hear these stories like, all right, you know, they have all these extras and then the director says, hey, you come here and they bump you up and now you have a, a better role, you know, okay, literally yeah. that happened, dude. I got to the set, we, we lined up, there was like 15 of us. He pointed at me and he said, you come here. And I'm like, who, me? Yeah. So he's yes. like, come here. I come over there, I start talking to him. He's like, all right, you're going to do this. This is going to be your scene. Blah, 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 blah. They explain the whole thing. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, holy shit, this is cool. And this, really this is still the Iron Man, right? Yeah. This is gonna be oh. fucking awesome, and then it happened. Yes. It was a great experience. I got to work with him. Um, what's his name? Guy Pierce was super cool. The guy who was really the Mandarin in the movie, he was awesome. He came up to me and started talking to me, like, you know. And, and then when you're an extra, you're kind of like you're not told what to do, but you really it's kind of understood that you just kind of shut up and just stand there. <laughs> right. What they ask you to do because you're kind of right. like you know, the low man on the totem pole. 
Right. So yeah. Come up, start talking. It was just super cool, man. It was a great experience. And then I went to go see the movie, and, and I wasn't in it. I'm like, fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> so. And they got your money. Did you get a free ticket at least? No, you get paid. I mean, you get paid after you film. No, so but still, I, yeah. But did you get a free fucking ticket to that shit? No, hell no. I had to pay for oh. the whole family to go. Oh, <laughs> my God. They got all your money for that. The dude. And they cut it and put it on the floor. Made you feel. I'm I'm kind of pissed because I remember I went to that movie and um, while I was doing Ink Master. So yep. you filmed that before you were even on, proving that you were an actor before you were on yes. Ink Master. Yep. I saw that movie at Ink Master, and they it was one of the few things we got to do. We had to go on really super late at night. There was barely anybody else in the, in the theater, and it just sucked. It was a terrible movie. It was like, am, am I wrong? Wasn't it that one? Maybe I'm thinking, that, no, that was the one. Yeah, yeah, they ruined everything. I remember coming out and the guy was like, what'd you think of it? The guy that ran in the theater. I was like, oh, it's kind of crap. And he said, they spent $240 billion on it. They did spend like, $40 million. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it still lacked a movie. They took the Mandarin. They made the Mandarin a bitch, basically. Um, I guess, was there a real Mandarin or something? I honestly yeah. fell asleep, too. So maybe yeah, that's so a bad judge of the movie. Well, but it was so was, boring. But, I mean, how do you have a Marvel movie? You're watching it a big screen and your ass falls asleep. You know, That's, I mean, I guess it depends on what. The, I mean, they, they brought you there in the middle of the night. So, I mean, like, you know, and, and what, yeah, what I watched what people, 12 years of slave at this at, at the other season. And uh, it wasn't no falling asleep to that. Well, that's I mean, all it's drama the, driven and, you know, that's, that's apples to oranges, though, here, man. You know, that's, if you're talking about a Marvel. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Shouldn't shouldn't the explosions alone keep me awake? It should. And, and in all <laughs> fairness, I to you, I don't honestly remember what happened in the movie either. <laughs> I was kind of upset that I didn't show up in it. So <laughs> right. like, well, there was a, a lot of bad detective work that, that just somehow solved itself. Uh, Iron Man didn't wear a suit for like the whole thing. And then he called in a bunch of savior yeah, Iron like Man, just like he promised he would never do. And at the very end, they they have him get saved by his girlfriend. Uh, and then also they they removed his one weakness that made him a character you could identify with or, or believe was a hero. They took away that heart uh, power thing. So now right. he's no longer really Iron Man. They, they 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 betrayed his integrity as a character by having the suits and it made him a liar to himself by having a bunch of suits that were. Oh, Candy's coming in. I was wondering, maybe I'm too far off track. <laughs> She's just got to get something. <laughs> but, but they betrayed who, who he was as a character, his integrity as, as, a, as a hero. And then they took away his weakness, which makes him a god. You know, I mean, like one of the things you can't do for your heroes is take away their weakness. You know, yeah. uh, Odysseus or whatever had his golden fleece or something. I don't, everybody's got to have a weakness or you don't have a good story. And maybe I was watching it and like, and I love stories. That's it. I just like stories and storytelling. And so as I'm watching, I start watching all these stupid things that don't line up. And it's like, you're just you're just making this as a plot device to show me this. You're trying to make this scene. You haven't. It seems like instead of writing it like a story, they said, hey, I got this idea. I would like to see this superhero, and this superhero and these explosions and this tank involved and a thing with eight arms comes out of the sky. How can we make that happen? And they were just like. <laughs> You know, they worked backwards from the cool things that they wanted to have in their scene and as opposed to letting the story develop these things. And so because of that, they had bad detective work. You know what? I got Shut you. Up, Who cares? Yeah, I, 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 
Who cares Honestly, about my critique? I don't. I, I never really was into comic books when I was a kid, which I know is kind of odd for a tattoo artist, but I really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And when I go, You're to not allowed to do that. Movies, when I go to see <laughs> these Marvel movies, I don't really know what happened in the books. I never read them. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, I love that shit, and I didn't even know right. that was a comic book. I thought that was just a movie that came up. But I had no fucking clue. So to me, right. it's like, all right, you go there to watch the explosions and the cool shit and the action and stuff. And yes, I personally yes. like. I don't know that I'm seeking to take anything away from these things, especially story-wise, because I'm I don't really know. I, like I said, I've not been into it. I know a lot of people right. who are into it and they do read the comics. A lot of times they get disappointed at the films because the comics are better, you know, because same thing with a book. You read right, a book, you're right. better than the movie because you can't no, do as much. I'll argue that. Yeah, okay. Well, here's, all here, but, but also the book represents a days and weeks of your time. Am I wrong? No, very true. You're right. You're so, right. like, I, anytime we compare that, I'd like to even up the comparison. So it is more apples to apples, and be like, read two hours of a book, and then go watch two hours of a movie. You know, <laughs> see see which is the better one. But right. but I I follow. I shouldn't. And what do I care? I guess. But the one thing that happened with that movie definitely have uh, is Disney bought that franchise at that time. That was that that was the first one that the mouse had any control of. And it let me know how they were going to turn Star Wars against us, too. And I believe they had not too many people are like, man, they keep coming out with great Star Wars shit every day. I mean, the the offshoot things like the Mandalorian, people love that. Uh, I could watch half of it. It wasn't terrible. Um, The solo. I don't know. I I. I didn't watch it because I just imagined it was crap. Rogue One it had a lot of cool explosions, a lot of plot holes. Uh, and then all these other tellings, like The Force Awakens, that was a crap movie, um, in my stupid opinion. Now, but I but anyway. Originals, honestly. Yes, yeah. I mean, of four, course. Four, five, yeah. six, man. Those were like, to me, and they were made in the 70s and shit, dude. They're using like Christmas lights and cardboard and claymation and shit. And yes. These movies look way better than the shit now with all the CGI and all the bullshit that they put in there. Somewhat, so, it's funny that they would, that they would, that they, they dumb it down for you. Like, so this thing has the ability to fly on any planet it goes to, but yet you still have like a four bit graphic system for lining up the laser device, yeah, you know, yeah. to shoot. <laughs> like, I get it that you're trying to pay homage to the old movies that, that could only do that, but when it could only do that, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like when they only did that though that was all they could do and for us it was brand new and awesome you're like yeah that's the way it's going to be in the future you're obviously going to have a two-bit lining up system because right now you just have sites that you lined up you know what i mean so this is yeah. all leaps and bounds for us feel free to put leaps and bounds even though these are because these are the after movies now right these are even after in uh, the succession yeah. now this, th- these are to the very end so right. even technology could have caught up man here i i'm just gonna sit here and just uh, i love i love movies i'm a movieophile is that what it is cineophile uh and so i'm making a huge mistake by not talking to you about stink master or ink master excuse me <laughs> whatever I, I'm, I'm down to talk about whatever you know what i will say about that is that when i went back on redemption uh i, I one of the reasons why I, I reached out to you the other day man because you were there and when they do redemption, and people don't really know, it was real secretive. They didn't tell you much about what was going on. You didn't know who you were going to be up against or what was happening. And you have right. to be filming another episode when I was there. And we had gotten in the van to go back to the hotel at the same time. And we were at a conversation. And I was yeah. really upset, man. 
because, you know, I went back and the whole shit with my brother and all that crap, you know, which I don't even want to get into. It was just kind of, it was, we were in a bad place and uh, I was just asking you advice and you're cool. We were there, man. You're like, dude, just do what you do with your heart, you know, what you feel in your heart. And we had this long, deep conversation. I was like, man, I didn't really know you. That was kind of like the first time I spent time with you. And I was like, damn, man. That Kyle guy, he's pretty cool, man. You know, they make him look like an asshole on TV. <laughs> I probably told you some some advice that I got from Jimmy Litwak about the show then, really. Dude, Jimmy really sat down songs. with me and talked to me before I went on the show, and he's like, you think you're ready for this shit, but you're fucking not. He said, you yeah. need to do this, this, and this, because they're going to try you, they're going to test you, they're going to this, and I was like, it's okay, Jimmy, I can handle it. Jimmy, you're absolutely <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> Jimmy is a really wise man, especially he's like awesome. with with um he can he can kind of read people a bit. I think sometimes he's a bit too uh cautious or he thinks that people are out to get him a bit too much. But okay. he has this ability to read that and he certainly was able to see through the production. You know, what I mean they couldn't they couldn't blow smoke up his ass like they could other characters, even like myself. Like sometimes oh. when you look back on it, you can be like did that motherfucker, the little producer off the side, never on camera, all that shit, that person, did they come up to me and say this so that I would respond in this fashion? Because now, you know <laughs> what I mean? And, and then you start to see it with some other characters, especially. Well, because one thing I would do is I, if they told me something, they would want me to say it that way. They would oftentimes be like, so why don't you just say that? And it's like, <laughs> well, because you just came up with a soundbite. And it's not really the way I feel. And you right. want me to say this soundbite. But then meanwhile, I see other people on the show and they will they'll say something. And you're like, motherfucker, you didn't say that. That's some regurgitated shit. Someone just yeah. told you, well, why don't you say this like this? You that know? was the best. Like you say something like, oh, that was good. We'll say it again. But do it this way. Instead. <laughs> Wait, what? If it was so good, it's the first one. <laughs> I think they got better and better. It was like from season three, uh, Jimmy was there, honestly, and he was a driver of a lot of honor amongst us as artists and not really unionized, but he had us all working towards the same kind of goal. They actually, the production got pissed at us more than once. They kept saying, what's up with this Kumbaya shit? And we were like, it's not Kumbaya. We all want to be the best artist. There's nobody here that is trying to put their ego out there and, and just shit on everyone. And then season four, they found somebody that, that was ready to put their ego out there, you know, on everybody. And, and, yeah. yeah. And they had alliances for the first time. And I was like, wow, we didn't really have, I mean, there might've been like some super secret alliance, but it was no, it was no like, Hey, I'm going to fuck this guy with that. You know, well, right. I guess we all fucked Josh, but Josh was just asking for, there's no one else. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody's got to get the turd. And Josh is just sitting there like the low hanging fruit. And it, it just keeps on being like, I dare you. I dare you, motherfucker. Pick me. And you're like, oh, OK. And that's <laughs> you it. get the yeah. you, you get the butthole tattoo. You get the armpit. You know? <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, he, he he also talked his way out of a lot of stuff, too. So I think yeah, by doing yeah, that, he you showcased a bigger target. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's because then because he would make it so centered around the drama and everything, you know, which is, you know, I tell people all the time because when people come into my shop and I get tattooed, obviously they ask about Ink Master. And I tell them, I say, look, I watched Ink Master before I was on it and the show's entertaining as hell. They do a great job. They know what they're fucking doing. The producers, everybody, the production, everybody there, they have a formula. They run that shit. They, they, they make good TV. Now, right. is it good for tattooing? Hell no, because it's totally different. Because if you really went into a shop and filmed people tattooing all day long, 
let's be honest. We have some fun conversations and we have a good time, but it's kind of boring. No one just wants to watch someone get tattooed for six fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. You know no. what I'm saying? Uh-uh. So they have to add this shit into it. So uh, then they uh, add when, this shit into it and it makes it more interesting. When, when the success. tattoos are fun, it it actually hurts the client more. If I like, if I start getting entertained, I can turn it on sometimes, right? You're right. an entertainer, you know. So sometimes you're just like, you're feeling it and you can turn it on. And then you're like an hour later, you realize that you've only done like a half hour's worth of work. And that's your, that's going to be the pace. You know what I mean? Right. Either you got to make a decision now. Am I going to entertain these people? Or is this guy going to get his tattoo done in a timely fashion and not draw the pain out forever? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it kind of depends on what kind of experience the client's looking for. You want to come in and have fun. We can do that. You want to come in and get right. to work. You can do that. You know? Well, that's, yeah. That's why we, uh, when we do these shows, I imagine you do the same thing. You offer a, a full day price, right? Yeah. Just a day rate that way, you know, uh, this is what it's going to cost and whatever it takes, this is what's going to take. That's why yes. we're and, yep. and we're going to have a bit more fun on a day rate because now that we're, that's all pay. I don't have to try and hurry up about time or nothing like that. Right. Or worry about the next one coming in. Yeah. yeah. Totally. We're going to totally. fuck around a little bit more. We're going to have, we're going to have a good time. And I mean, let's be honest, dude, at a convention, you know, you're there to have more fun, you know, and you get, dude, yes. there's fucking bars everywhere you look at. A convention. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because when, you know, when, when I was young and, and all the tattoo guys, you know, and all the, all the, the lore and the rumors about, oh, you can't get drunk before you get tattooed and alcohol and blood and all this stuff. And I'm like, me personally, I'm like, man, I just think these guys don't want to deal with drunk ass motherfuckers because we're at a convention <laughs> and everybody here is lit off their ass, including the right. artists. And everyone's right. having a blast. <laughs> oh, you know that's what it was. You drunk ass motherfuckers. <laughs> what happens is some asshole comes in the shop one night off of the boardwalk and he's drunk and he's there with his buddies and they're tearing up your shop a little bit. Right. One of them goes in the bathroom. You don't know what's going on. You find out later on that he shit wall to wall and wiped it all over the place. You know, all this stuff you find out after effect and you think about that drunk that you had to deal with. He couldn't yep. pick the right tattoo. He got something stupid anyways. And then that motherfucker comes back the next day and he tells <laughs> you some shit like, well, it's fall I know if fucking did this. <laughs> I went swimming afterwards in the fucking Boston R- River out there, and I don't think there's a Boston River, but the bay. And uh, now my tattoo's fucked up because you fucked it up. And you're like, I think oh, maybe yeah. your drunk actions fucked it up. So no, eventually, real that. quick, you're just like, nah, tattoos thin your blood too much. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. My, <laughs> I, I don't know. My wife told me it doesn't really thin your blood for some large amount of time until after you start drinking, almost 24 hours. I was going to say, I tell everybody that. I'm like, if you got shit bagged two days before you came in here or 24 hours before and you're real fucking hammered, we might have some issues with you bleeding. But if you're drinking before right. you get tattooed, right before or during, right. it's not going to affect it. Right. It's, it's just going to affect your choices. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to affect your choices. You might end up with that name that you should never have gotten. Oh, a hundred percent. Of course. But then, you know, <laughs> you get to these conventions too, and people start having a real good time and you know, you're tattooing. I'm like, Hey, Tavo, you want a drink? I'm like, I'll have one. Sure. Hey, you want another one? <laughs> I, like, I, got, one. I got a two drink limit. All right. I'll take two right. and that's it. Otherwise I'm not going to, you're not going to like the tattoo I put on you if I'm fucking hammered. Cause we'll all think it's great until the next day. <laughs> we're like, oh my god, what did we do? It's not gonna <laughs> that color is not a good color choice. <laughs> yeah, or some other fucking, you know, people just end up with some shit that they didn't even fucking think that they wanted, or like, hey man, I tried to get a Sacred Heart, and for some reason you put a fucking zebra on me. What the hell? Like, oh. <laughs> 
Dude, it's dope ass zebra though, ain't it? That fucking zebra's dope. It's got a unicorn horn, man. I mean, how many zebras do you see like that? Wasn't that the whole reason we got it? I don't. Know. <laughs> there you go. Then you just try to talk him back into it. Oh, exactly. You're right. <laughs> well, somewhat. Um, Lyle Tuttle told me some time back. He says uh, tattooing is one of the world's greatest cons. I think is what he said. No and I, yeah, and I was like, man, it's art. It's beautiful. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Listen, motherfucker, you get paid for it. I was like, who do you think's the best tattoo artist? And he says, the one that's making the most money. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, you know, I think I see a bit of this. And I, and, and I don't see that he's wrong. I go and I, I read up on some of um some of these old-time stories. Sailor Jerry used to talk about tattoos attracting the absolute worst dregs of society. And for a long time, I was like, I'm glad we're not like that anymore. But if you look around, exactly. (laughs) No. And even when I think about my own impetus into getting tattooed, you know, my own, uh, my own story and where it started with me selling drugs, doing drugs, using like all that, like, I'm like, I'm, I was, I'm not the person that should be tattooed, you know, like I don't bring honor to it. You know, maybe I do now. I'd like to think that now I'm bringing honor to the art of tattooing and and maybe because I had to make up for a lot of years <laughs> where I didn't. You but, know, I think it's just a very different mindset and mentality from back then, man, because of what it's evolved and turned into. There's still that. Of course, there'll always be that. I mean, that's the roots and the, the the base of tattooing. Now it's, like I said, it's evolved and it is more art, like you were saying too. But at the end of the day, you know, we're still putting pictures in people's skin, which is a cool thing. But I mean, oh, yeah. is, is it a con? Is it not? People like it. I don't, you know, well, it's, it's not taboo anymore as, as much as it yeah. used to be. You know, it's tattoos aren't just for sailors and whores. You know, well, that, I think, that, that, I that, think that, part you know, of Lyle's <laughs> idea of con was like, um, was like uh, based off of, you know, I draw one design and now I make money off of it forever, right? By just putting yeah. on people, which honestly, it's the con against us kind of too, because sometimes we'll draw something. It's our life. It's our personal licensed product and we'll make money off of it one time and never again. And because of a certain amount of honor almost. We'll be like, well, right. I would never tattoo the same tattoo on somebody unless they are family members and they knew each other. And you're like, so basically you've just taken that one-off product, that original design. And now because of our honor, uh, you don't get paid in any kind of uh, like licensing does. You know what I mean? You don't get um, residual unless incomes. Unless you're drawing like a set flash sheet, which is, which is a huge part of it. Because back when he right. was, you know, when he started, it was flash it was that right. you did pick something off the wall. You know, we had, when my dad had his old studio, they had numbers and letters. It was like A12. Okay, here's the sheet, <laughs> A12. Which design do you want? This one. Cool. Yeah. And you would do Stencils that. right here in the file cabinet. Yeah. Fucking stenciling in the file cabinet. Who did this tattoo last? It's <laughs> not the right fucking spot, asshole. <laughs> right, right. I searched for that for 20 minutes. That's not the reason we have the alphabetical system. Exactly, but then you go to the beach and you're like, "Oh, hey, bro, I got the same tat. Check it out." And you guys, you're like, you're some dude you never know have this eagle tat on your arm. And it's like, wow, now we're bros. We're tat bros. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if but I ever get any anymore. of those old school tats from one of those old school sheets, I think I'll try and put the A7 or something. <laughs> dude, whatever sheet is that? The number on there, dude. Yeah. 
Hey, but you know, A7. That and means you didn't even look like, very far, right? A7, that's got to be one of the top ones on the shelf. You just oh, walked yeah. in right eye level. You said that eagle. <laughs> that's it, bro. That's what, Oh, dude, we had one. It was the dragon. Everybody got the dragon. It was it was, uh, it was just one little black tribal dragon that yes. everybody wanted, bro. And I'm sure you know. That, you, it fit you, the price you, point, right? You, you've tattooed at the same time. Was it actually even was it sometimes they would come in? Um, remember Angel Flash? Yeah, that had like a heart and it had the wings, right? Yeah. That was her like signature. And nobody right. would ever pick any of the flash from Angel Flash. They would always, however, pick the fucking wings. Get the heart with the wings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, that's awesome. You're like, dude, I, all I needed from that whole Flash set, that girl sells Flash all the time. And I always think that I'm selling her product. Now that I really think back, and I, I only sold her signature. Just the, can just you put logo. somebody else's name inside of that, though? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I, I'm getting way off the point. Oh, well, I sorry. guess that's part, that's part of the name, ain't it? Yeah, totally. I love the name, by the way. That's great. I'm like, man, this is, uh, I'm just I wanted like to call it. I got like, a podcast. Yes. It was, I, I, yeah, I couldn't be anything else. I guess I wanted to call it. I got a podcast. Cause I think that sounds funny. Like <laughs> I got a podcast. Like, yeah, hey, man. I, I, I got a podcast. I got and a also podcast. like, Oh my God, man. I'm so excited right now. I got a podcast. <laughs> Sweet. Dude, on my business card, it says, I draw things and color them in. Yay. So I feel you. <laughs> you have the yay on there then too? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Nice. Uh, uh, I feel you. <laughs> what's, the, what's the name of your shop you're at? I think you already said it once. But say it again. If you uh, my shop's called True to You Tattoo. You, you own the shop? Yes, sir. Or you just work in there? No, right I own on. it. It's mine. Oh, what yeah, the fuck's just wrong had, with you? just been open Isn't for it? years man uh you like to babysit like that or what <laughs> no you know what man i have a great team dude it's awesome oh, one awesome. of my artists was my old was my apprentice and she just came up you know after two years of apprenticing she's awesome she does great and she she's just super cool dude and i have a uh, another artist who moved here from canada and she is just more than i could have ever hoped for in an artist and i'm like man i got a great crew i got a you know a good solid girl that runs the counter my wife does a lot of the business stuff for me and helps me with all this shit. So right, you got a team. It's really it's a really well-oiled machine at this point, man. We 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 have nice. a, a really good team mentality and we all work together. If there's any any problem, if there's ever any problems or beef or drama, it's always addressed. You know, hey, this is what I heard happened, or this is what you did to me. This is the way I feel about it. Let's figure it out. Like everyone's up front and uh it's, right, it's uh, a really cool work environment. So it's not super stressful. <laughs> I mean. You know, no, obviously you, you is, don't have but, any cancers working there, working the, the cigarette uh, breaks against you or nothing you know of yet. <laughs> I don't know. Not, not you know that I know I mean? of. <laughs> you've, you've traveled around some of these shops. You know, it is, you, you, like even you go to a guest shop sometimes and then you're like you're introduced to maybe one of the head artists and uh, and you guys are cool and you go and smoke a joint or something. And then it happens. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's like, really? Fucking so-and-so is kind of a dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to open up around the corner, man. If you ever want to come work for me, uh, oh, I'll be. <laughs> well, like, oh, I've, had, I've had a couple of those artists in and out of, in and out of the shop. I can't even lie. And uh, they, right. they come yeah. and go. You, can, you figure it out real quick. So but, right. No, right now, we want to stay in business. Right. You do. Yeah. Good. And uh, 
yeah, it's good, man. And I have one, one, one of my buddies actually, he, uh, he works with me. He is in the Navy and he is going to retire here this year and he'll be, he'll be a uh, full time. Oh, nice. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, what's crazy, dude, is that <laughs> you know him. <laughs> he, uh, he, I want to say he apprenticed under you. Under me? Like, no. Years and years ago in Michigan, or he knows you okay. from Michigan. His name is right. Ron. I don't know if you know Ron. You remember? Ron uh, Gray? Ron Stewart. My buddy. Hmm. He's my brother. He's awesome. I'd but, have to uh, look at a name or something or a picture, a long, I guess. But no. Nah. From a long time ago, man. I think he's been tattooing 20 plus years. So I don't know yeah. if you guys ran that would into put each us other on a trajectory. Or, or cross paths <laughs> or he knew you from one shop. I know he mentioned you before. What was the, uh, city, was the city he was working out of? Uh, Flint. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then I knew him at some point. I would yeah, imagine he, at that point. That's where that, he, you know, he grew up there, came, I guess he joined the military there and then he's been traveling all around, but he's about to retire and then he's going to be, you know, tattooing full time. So we'll have a full house and, uh, it's cool. But I mean, I'd love to get you come down here sometime, man. Come like, we'll go hunting. We'll go mudding. <laughs> I kind of have to go hunting now. We'll, we'll kill something and we'll eat it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And we'll, and we'll catch up, man. I, I don't know if they're, I don't know what the deal is, or, or if you guys knew each other or didn't know each other. What was it? Maybe we can all either way we will. Whatever, well, fun. <laughs> well, either way we will. Yeah, I've I've been um I've been fortunate enough to be out of the Flint game for you know how the area gets to be sometimes in tattoos competitive competitive and all like, oh, yeah. but uh. I haven't had a shop here in eight years, something like that. And it's finally now to where I don't like, I don't feel the same animosities coming from people or even that I'm projecting out, you know, when I see those, the the shops around and now I don't even know the names of people. Somebody will be like, you know, so-and-so from such and such. And I'm like, Nope, no idea, man. No idea who he is. Probably a cool guy. No, man, he's (laughs) dick. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe it's a good thing to know. <laughs> yeah, well, we all are dicks. You know what I mean? From somebody's it, standpoint. Exactly. I wanted wanted to do a podcast on, on how it is when people talk about you behind your back sometimes. So, you know, like uh, how it it's it's actually like I appreciate it kind of a lot, actually. It's one. I don't have to answer any of the shit you're saying. If I'm right there in front of you, I might have to fight with you or something. Or I might be stupid. <laughs> enough to, you know, no, and no. that don't never goes good for me even if i win the fight you know there's always repercussions now everybody thinks you're an asshole now actually when you fight somebody that's making claims against you that might be lies nobody says oh he beat his ass that guy must have been a liar yeah (laughs) no you're right (laughs) they say man i sure did make him emotional i don't know i wonder if he's telling the truth (laughs) you know i i'm convinced that really no one knows anything anymore and everyone's just winging it. And it's just a big mind. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who right. knows, bro? Everything. I think some of us have tapped into secrets, uh, <laughs> like the secret movie, the movie that made the secret. Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah. Which is basically just like that girl proved uh, the secret is true just by making a movie about the secret and it making money. And you're like, this is some fucking bullshit. This is all bullshit. And she's like, it worked for me, bitch. But wait, is it bullshit? Because look at what happened. <laughs> yeah. Look at my box office sales. I think yeah, it's been proven. That's why now, now I believe in whatever the market supports. Does that make sense? I guess, yeah. If the invisible hand of the capitalist market is determined that it is a success, then obviously it is also vicariously true. 
Okay. That, that's the only real thing. It has to make money first. That's I'm a, it's my shareholder outlook on life. So that's, I mean, that's a good way to look her. That's just, <laughs> you're looking at it. <laughs> no, it's actually just how I find my humor now. <laughs> I imagine that because I do not believe it at all. I think, I think the invisible hand of corporation, uh, it, it sounds too quick, too close to being, uh, greed. It's, it's greed. It is greed. It's actually. Both, it's yeah. just greed. Well, say, yeah. The, the whole money thing. Is that really the, the, all that matters? I mean, no, according to the market, it is sure. Yeah. According to the market, it is. So yeah. it obviously supports itself. <laughs> so this theory can't be wrong as long as I'm only looking to the logic from the market, but yeah, I don't, I still got the, we were, I was raised with the Bible. So that greed is still, I was present in my mind for, um, for judging the desires of men's hearts or, or corporations' hearts, I guess. Yeah. And when you, when you get rid of the, the humanity of a corporation, it, the thing about a person is they're cool. The thing about people is they suck. When we make a corporation, <laughs> we give them the rights of a person, but that corporation is people. And those people suck. And now they have the rights of a person and they fuck with everything else. And when you say, hey, man, you're fucking with shit. They're like, nah, dude, it ain't me. I'm just part of this large corporation. It's the corporation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which it's you have to be a part right. of. Yeah, 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 but I'm a slave to it, too, man. It's all the same grind. It's a sad hustle yeah. culture. You know, every day I'm yeah. hustling. I'm trying hey. to make a new rap song every day. I'm napping. Hey, let's do it, bro. You know, I, you know, I, I have uh, a friend named Thuggy who does rap, so we can make that happen too. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> have you seen any of my videos? Are you there? Oh, well, you there? Yeah, there we go. Are you oh, okay. <laughs> All right, there you are. Well, Candy just learned how to edit, so I hope she's making a mark of the time on this. 105 20. There you go. <laughs> snip, snip. <laughs> oh, well, you got a little time. We, we haven't been able to figure out how to put that on ours. Yeah, mine's been that's clocking. We're at one hour, five minutes, and 36 seconds. Oh, that would be handy. I don't know why it isn't on mine. That uh, maybe because that I'm kinda... on a phone. Oh. <laughs> You're on a what iPhone? I'm on a phone, dude. I'm in a I'm in my car on the phone, dude. Like, I'm not high tech, like, you got headset. <laughs> I'm not, I'm on my phone in my living room. Okay. Candy's got her computer. What high tech? Yep. I said, who is it? I had a friend this weekend. He said he was going to give me a mic setup or something like that. It was going to make my life easier. Actually, I need to call him up and bitch because he never gave it to me. But what, what can you do? Hey, let me get back to to the production. You met Andrea yourself before, or, or did you, you never really meet her? The yeah, producer. No, I've, I've met her. Yeah, a couple times. Did you meet her prior to production or, or uh, no. you met no, her? No, no, okay. only, only since being on the show. And when they did Redemption, did they surprise you like like uh, two or three uh, people mad at you about a tattoo or they just do the No, one? no. So what happened was they contacted me and they said, you know, we want to bring you back for a Redemption. It's a spinoff. And I'm like, well, what's the premise? Well, we bring you back and we bring another artist back and you guys are going to have to fight to 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 uh, redo, uh, you know, a canvas of someone or whatever. I was right. like, OK, I was like, cool, uh, I'll do it as long as, you know, you're not bringing my brother back with me because I don't want to go through that again. And <sighs> and they were like, oh, yeah, we promise we won't do it. And then mm. I, was, I got it right because, you know, I did, I did whatever. But anyway, you did get it in I, writing. No, I didn't. I didn't. I should have. Okay. <laughs> but I show up. <laughs> 
I show up and then one of the producers is like, Hey, you know, you're here. I need to talk to you. We have to tell you something. And I was like, no, I was like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, <no way. laughs> and they're like, they're like, well, you know, you know, your brother's here. And I was like, fuck this shit. I'm leaving. This is bullshit. You guys suck. And they're like, well, look, you're here now. You might as well stay and still <laughs> get paid. But if you leave, you're responsible for your own travel. You, you broke contract and, you know, so let's just might as well just get it over with. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, I know he had the same reaction because they didn't even tell him I was there until the cameras were on. The cameras came uh, on. I walk in and he's like, what the fuck? This is bullshit fucking. And, you know, we get into it and it was like a whole big thing. So Why you know, do you think they told you and not him? Uh, I don't know. I think maybe because I brought it up when they called me. I don't know if he did or didn't. I didn't talk to him about it ever. Uh, because right. I said, I don't want to do it if I have to do that again, because I don't want to be in that same position. I don't want our family bullshit or brotherly bullshit, whatever the fuck right. you want to call it, on TV. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. And they're like, no, no, we wouldn't do that to you, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I don't know if he, you know, I personally, him and I have never talked about it because we don't really talk much. You know, we're cordial. You know, we go to family dinners and stuff like that, but we don't really talk too much. Um, All right. But, uh. I don't know what, what you, they said. To you him, guys but, just got a way of talking because I've watched it closely between the two of you and you guys are similar. I mean, I've certainly been in a situation like this, with my brother, where it's like we just can't talk with to each other with the right kind of respect from the other person's perspective. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, like, no matter there's always going to be one thing that we say. And it's so little and it could be misinterpreted 100 percent by the opposite person. But like then we're scrapping. Right. They're always you know? like, it's, yeah. And you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, well, like I said, we, we've talked, we've, we've, uh, we've sat and had dinner together. Oh, my dad passed away. You know, we were all together then, you know, right. things have happened, whatever. Um, anyway, so we're you, not, we're you not see your brother, TV, but we're, we're and on you guys, terms. you see your brother and he starts blowing up as well. And you're already aware of it, but now you already know contractually that you want to do this just to get airfare back, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, so we it just kind of, and then you know, then the edits come from the show, and they made me look like the bad guy again. And I was like, whatever, man. Not to say that he was a bad guy, or I was wasn't the bad guy. It's just like the way it happened. They made me look like I was the one that blew up when he kind of blew up at me. But it was whatever. Right. And kind of what happened. It ended up neither one of us ta ended up tattooing the guy. Uh, it wasn't one of my tattoos that came back. So I was cool with it. You know, I was, was like, it one of Robbie's right? tattoos then? Or? You no, know, I don't even remember. It was a canvas that wanted to get a tattoo. I don't know if Robbie tattooed him prior. I think he did. Right. Uh, I'm not too sure, but uh, it ended up. He said something that triggered me. I got super fucking pissed, cussed everybody out, and walked off set. And, <laughs> but at least uh, you got your film, and your and that that's enough to get your your airfare back, right? That was that. Well, I did that, you know, and then uh, you know, then they had Dave do the interview, and I walked in, and Dave hugged me when I walked in. He's like, "I'm sorry, man," you know, because a lot of shit came out, and I told him I was like, "You guys better not air this shit because it's really fucked up shit." Like shit that's totally different, personal, all, all nothing to do with tattooing. And I was like, what right. the fuck? Why are we talking about this shit? Like, I got mad. I'm like, this is about tattoos. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Why are right. we doing this? And that's why I got right. pissed and I left. Because so we're delving that, into your, into your, yeah. your, 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 your trauma. Life. Yeah, fuck yeah. you, dude. All like, your family. That's not but what obviously, it's about that for them because that's, that's straight right. where they right. were going. That's what they want. They get the drama. And they knew that we were both emotional from the first time we were there on that season. So they're like, oh, man, this is going to be good. You right. know? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. fuck it. So I left. I don't even know what happened afterwards. 
couldn't tell you. I know that the, the kid didn't end up getting tattooed, and then that was that. So, he got tattooed by somebody else then, huh? in the van. I was like, yeah. man, I don't know if I want a tattoo because I'm really upset about this. Like emotionally, I don't think because you know, as a tattooer, if you're not in the right mindset, if you're having a, a shitty morning or oh, something yeah. terrible happens, you I'll cannot you physically up. tattoo because you will fuck yep. that tattoo up. So yep. I was like, you know what? We need to walk away. And he chose to do the same, which we both made the right decision, I think, because it was too emotional. It was too fucked up. Yeah. So we both made the right decision not to tattoo. And uh, that was that. And then uh, I haven't really spoken to any of them after that. We saw Andrea at one of the finale. We went to the, one of the finales in Vegas. We talked to her for a little bit. And that was really it. But I That's really cool as fuck that you guys, I mean, kind of, you came to, despite possibly not having an agreement verbally, by both of you not tattooing, you yeah. really showed some some solidarity on it, you know? Well, thank you. And I think it was the right thing to do for the client's sake because I know I wasn't in the right mindset to do it. And he right. said he wasn't either because we were both pretty right. upset. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was they just flew me up here, blew smoke up my ass, gave me the idea that this is going to be a chance of redemption. And this is really just a chance for people to delve into, uh, you know, my brain, into my my trauma Right. My, my, my feud with my brother, that, which is all right. bullshit. It makes me think, fuck you guys. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it was whatever. It was all personal shit that had nothing to do with tattooing. And I was like, man, this is crap. So that was that. I think when I went on it, uh, actually, I kind of knew. And they kept telling me, what will it be? Who do you think it would be? And then they stopped when I told them who I thought it would be. And, and they asked, they did ask, however, Beyond that, because I was like, it's going to be the Puerto Rican guy that came in on the Mexican Day of the Dead guy, right? Like, that's who it's going to be. I already know because the way he wrote an email to me. Oh, and then, the, like he said, I have other ways of making you tattoo. When it came to me, I was going to charge him money to touch the tattoo up. Right. And he was like, oh, why would I ever do that? You fucked it up. And I'm like, fuck you. You went wrestling that weekend. You told me. He was like, what should I do on the wrestling ring? I was like, not wrestle. Not <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, you got a you got a tag team partner or something. You can make him do the match. Maybe turn on him, give him a fucking a clothesline at the end of it, and then just go back to the fucking locker room after you beat the shit out of him because that's what you need to do. You know, like no man, it's not an option. So what should I do? I'm thinking about just taking one strap off, like Andre used to do. Oh I can chuck it down in my inside. And you're like, dude. It, you know, at that point, I was like, just fuck you, whatever. So the, he writes me an email so. and he says, <laughs> hey, let's let's do this touch up. Yeah. Like this tattoos forever. Your wrestling career. You're a fucking jobbing ass Kurt, curtain jerker. Like, give it up. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that's uh, it was where I was at. And I knew they were bringing them back because then they started to say, um, well, what if it is him? What would you? And I was like, well, I, honestly, we'd probably end up fighting because I'm going to say some shit about his mother just to piss him off. And then he's going <laughs> to say some shit back and I'm going to call him a cheap ass bastard because of the way the shit went down. And oh, then man. he's going to say some shit back and I'm going to probably try and take him out because fuck it. Why not? Like, like if you guys are giving me this fucking platform that I can get violent with a motherfucker, seems like that's what you want. And what I know is if I see him, I will know that what you want from me is violence. It's violence. They, yeah. They're like, no, you're kidding. You're not serious, right? And I was like, you know what? That's the same shit you said to me about Nunez. <laughs> when you guys asked me how I was feeling about Nunez, and I told you, and then you guys were like, yeah, but you're not really going to do anything, right? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, like, I don't know what I just agreed with you. I didn't say 
You know what I mean? Like in, in a perfect world, yes, hon, I'm not going to. In a world where I have control over my emotions. <laughs> well, that that's very hard to do. But at the same time, when you're there and all that shit's going on, it doesn't matter what happens because whatever they're going to show is what they want to show. So it doesn't right. matter what you do or if you're, you know, if you, if you have integrity or if you choose not to, they're going to choose that one point where you decided to say, fuck my emotions, fuck that guy, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then that's it. And even if you weren't talking about said person, they're going to fucking make it look like you were. So yeah. you can't win. You can't really win in that situation. I remember one time um, we were on the show with a girl, Allie. Hot Rod Alley. Yeah. She has a boyfriend that is a big guy and he's a little jealous. You know, she's a really pretty girl and he's a, he's a really productive man. You know, he's a uh, big, isn't his name Monster? He's a big dude. <laughs> he used to be a linebacker and I believe he's, he's, he's heavily affiliated at, with, a, with a motorcycle club. I don't even want to say the name. I don't know anything about that. Stuff. I just know he was a big, big scary. I never he's met him. He's a big dude. He, I met him. We, we, had, we had lunch with him. He was super cool. That's but awesome. He also is the kind of guy that like, dude, you could be the best Kung Fu master in the world. You know what I mean? You could, but you are out of your weight class. You are not oh, doing yeah. it. This, this guy turns sideways to walk through a door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, you know, he's it's crazy. A, I know a lot of guys like that. And those guys are really nice. He, he, he was, Don't piss them yeah. off. Well, that was one of the things. He was super nice when I met him, but he he did retell it to me a time, and and Allie told me about it. Like while we were having dinner, she was like, "Yeah, he was fucking pissed, and he was on the phone calling people to try and find you for a minute because he saw a commercial, and the commercial she blew up on mystical in real life. Actually, she blew up on mystical Mike. He threw her under the bus, and she was down there just moments before defending him as we were all picking on." You know, so she was defending him and then they get downstairs and he's like, well, Allie, fuck this up. And she's like, motherfucker. So she's yelling at him. Right. They take that her yelling and they take me in some kind of response like, fuck you, bitch. Why I'm talking to a guy or something <laughs> like that. And then they make it look in the commercial like we was going at it, you know, fighting like oh, that. Oh, man. So he gets on his phone and starts trying to find friends in Flint. <laughs> like, dude, we need oh, to find this. And then she yeah. had to, she had to calm the situation. Be like, no, they took that from a different situation, flipped it, you know. And eventually, too, when they showed the episode, you know, because that was like the teaser for the upcoming episode. But they wow. showed the episode, and you see where it came from. She was yelling at someone else. They completely reconstructed that so that it would look different. And I oh, just about got my ass handed to me. <laughs> yeah, and that's scary. <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah i guess in heights luckily cool heads prevail you know yeah uh, the tattoo gods always be protecting me so i'm fine nice <laughs> <laughs> but they do do that did they they did something similar in your situation then you saw moments where things were cut and edited pasted dude and i mean anytime you watch it you can go back and tell, especially i mean you know you know how it is we, a lot of us know each other that have been on the show we've all shared experiences with each other we've all told stories to one another about how it happens and just i've i've seen it a bunch of times you know without naming names or situations like it's it's been where there's a conversation going on and this person is talking to the, so what it looks like the person in front of them but where they edited it, they were talking to someone else minutes before that or after that or whatever. Right. And they just cut it back in and make it look like, like you said, on the commercial, it looked like you were cussing her out or whatever. And it wasn't the case. Did, it's very did deceiving. they do that? 
on the lineup, when they did the lineup with us, they would get uh, canned reactions uh, or reactions. Oh, yeah. that, that, okay. So they line you up and they say, okay, somebody just opened a hot tuna fish sandwich right next That's to you. That's exactly on the, on the what they say. Yeah. Well, make <laughs> it smells really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's it. That sandwich stinks so bad. Yeah. Well, make believe you're a, you're a six year old. The first time at Disney world and you're excited. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Oh, the reaction shots are great, dude. It's funny. Did they tell you guys we always heard walk with purpose? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Do things with purpose. We said we heard it so much that we used to just start saying porpoise. Porpoise. That's funny. I think the joke with us was uh, they were telling everybody when you had to be quiet, you have to be on ice. (laughs) Yeah. You have to be on ice, everybody. But then they're like hard ice, everybody. Hard ice. (laughs) Hard ice. Yeah, yes. that was our thing. Hard ice. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, Were you ever on soft ice? Did they ever all, put never, you on soft never, ice? No, we all used to no. get in trouble because everyone used to talk to each other. And they'd be like, hard ice, guys. Hard ice. Like, oh, okay. What the fuck you're does like, that even mean? It's America, bitches. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. The, like. Now, usually hard ice was reserved, in my experience, or, or ice alone. It was because they didn't want you to discuss things that they wanted right. to catch on camera. So if you were talking, if you were, we all got done tattooing, we're waiting for everybody to get there so we can start bitching about people or do whatever. But we're saying like, so-and-so did this with his tattoo. So-and-so did right. that. And yeah, like, they want to save the, the good up. shit for camera. Right. Yeah. But yeah. what they don't what they don't realize is that, and rumor has it, that season five, the season I was on, was the season that consumed the most alcohol out of anyone. <laughs> I've heard true. this. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard rumors. And <laughs> you give people that much fucking alcohol, they're gonna talk and shit's gonna fucking happen. So like they were always yelling us to be fucking quiet and no one would really shut up right. because everyone was just hanging <laughs> out, you know. It's Ink Master, you're tattooers. You're, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just like last call when someone's like, last call, everybody's gotta get out. Be like, okay, you're gonna have to turn the ugly lights on. <laughs> and then there's still gonna be a few of us motherfuckers in the back that are cracking ass and making jokes. But right. um, Marshall Bennett is great for it. That fucker, like when the ugly lights turn on, he he gets uh this almost a stubbornness. I think it's because he used to be a he's a cow farmer. I don't know if you know that, oh, but no Marshall, Mar- no, Marshall no, used to be, he grew up Marshall a cow farmer. Oh, he's awesome. Uh that guy he like I owe so much of my career to Marshall and his his insight and just he's sometimes just dude. yeah, some people live like a witness themselves. Like this is the way you should be. Why should I be like that? You wonder because you tell me? No, because I see it in you and it's awesome. You know, yeah, like I cool. see you enjoying life. Um, he was never a trophy whore. He kind of like by watching him, it got me off being a trophy whore. You know, somebody that would yeah. travel to the, to the show, spend all kinds of money just for a ten dollar piece of plastic, uh, right. shiny, shiny plastic. But well, who, we've all done that, bro. We, I mean, yeah. We all well, he got that. me off it quick because not even he didn't say like that's lame. He was just like, oh, whatever, cool. Hey, you want to get a drink? You know, let's yeah, just hang out and talk about shit. But, right. um. What would I'd forget so much? <laughs> <laughs> I get off on a tangent about how influential Marshall has been to me throughout my life, and uh, and, and now I, I forget exactly where I'm going. So I apologize, but no, that's all um, right. Man. I'm glad you know the guy. He's he's a Detroit icon. And yeah. So uh, wh- where did hey, you man, meet Marshall? Uh, Bob Terrell, man. <laughs> yeah, they're usually uh, on the same bar tab. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's Bob Terrell's cool as shit, man. Every time I see him, then I let him borrow a rinse cup one time, 
And then ever since that, like, we're buddies. Like, he, every time you see me, what's up, Jay? You want a shot? Like, Let's go, dude. Let's go. <laughs> He's cool as shit. <laughs> I want to I wanna quit drinking, but I don't know if my friends will allow me to. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a great statement especially are you still do you guys do you still have an rv do you still travel all over and stuff no no we're we're at we're at home now we but we're okay. traveling all over still i got 377 miles on a little hhr bro we just uh, bought an hhr for the shop <laughs> Those <things are> dude, great. <laughs> it is an awesome car it fits as much as my short bed ford nice like yeah dude, like it's for, our- Roomy as hell. <laughs> yeah, if I go up to the Home Depot to pick up some lumber or something, I'm like I take the HHR instead of my short bed. You know, because yeah, well, you, it's a short bed. But are you going to um the 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 Fayetteville convention in North Carolina in April? All American. I Texas think convention? so. Okay, if no, you I'm are, not. I'll nope. see you nope, with my HHR there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, they're great for driving on the road. The worst thing about them, like you're 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 my size guy though. They don't really fit you. Like they, if you got your hands on the wheel, I guess it might be a bit different, but there's like this weird elbow right. room kind of like, you're like, that's yeah. just a little too tight. But, a little bit, but you can deal with it. You know, I don't drive that every yeah. day. Right. Well, I, I don't, I don't ever drive. <laughs> but, uh, the only thing I'm really bitching about candy cannot handle me driving. She, she has to give up too much control of her life at that point. <laughs> and the joke is that I've always been ready to die. And I kind of have been, I mean, I'm not really. But I'm less scared of it. Like, I really trust gotcha. my wife. And, like, there's lots of times I should have been dead. So <laughs> why should I think the car is going to take me out? It's you know? going to be different, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I my sit wife there and play video around games. everywhere, too. She, she, gets, uh, she gets car sick when she's not driving. So she likes to drive. So I'm fortunate oh, that fuck, I don't yeah. have to drive that much unless I'm by myself. <laughs> That's the way I feel. That, is your wife driving with you to the Fayetteville, then? Uh, no, actually, because she works uh, outside of the shop, so she'll be flying and meeting me up there. But oh, wow. uh, usually, when we drive, she uh, she Bougie. is the one that drives. She's gonna take you guys. Are gonna take the private jet, huh? Bougie, like I'm gonna I'm gonna drive and she's gonna fly. There's no money saving now, <laughs> no, right? Well, yeah, That's the way we always are, figure bro. out. It is an yeah, HHR. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it's real close to that's Fayetteville. It can't be more than what six, seven hours for you? Yeah, it's like seven, eight hour drive, something like that. It's okay. not bad. But I mean, honestly, the plane tickets really aren't that bad. And she can't get off, you know, as much time as we need to drive. So, you know, she'll fly right. there for and come back again. It's it's no big deal. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like to have her there. You know how it is, man. Oh yeah. I, I don't understand sometimes how guys can do it without traveling with their wife. I wouldn't one i need someone just to keep me in in direction you know keep pointing me in the right direction so i'll get off off topic (laughs) same as i get off in conversations i'll do the same with my day-to-day like i cannot return to the booth to do my tattoo at appropriate amount like i'll be out for an hour you know on a five-minute break well and you get sidetracked everywhere you go and oh hey look at this and oh look shiny things and all that oh look at this like (laughs) hope to get it bro (laughs) you know and you know what's funny is that a lot of times we go to convention people be like oh is lisa coming and like yeah she's coming oh cool man we can't wait like she's cool (laughs) with me you know (laughs) (laughs) like yeah yeah come on oh you you could come, yeah, yeah, man. We'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a space for you. Blah blah. Just make sure you bring Lisa because she's cool as shit. All right, thanks. All right, uh, all right uh, cool. <laughs> second fiddle. 
I, I know that hey, because I, honestly, I people, I, I get a really good deal um, with Villain Arts. And people imagine it, it, it's because I was on Ink Masters. But the truth of the matter is, it easily has as much, if not more, to do with the amount of work that my wife does. So people imagine that it is, you know, my Ink Masters fame. Um, yeah. That, that gets me some kind of preference at those shows and why I do so many, but it's really because uh, my wife is so involved. Yeah. You know, you know, it's crazy about the, the ink master thing. And it's like by now there's what 13 seasons. So there's at least 150, maybe 200 motherfuckers that have been on the show. Right. Artists. Right. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot to me. And, you know, I'm not saying it to pat myself on the back or anything like that, but when you're on that show, they, they give you the keys to let you in. You're there. You get there. It's your job to stay relevant and keep going. Like there's so many people who have been on the show that I don't even know. I've never heard of because after the show, they go into hiding or, or they don't want to go and be out, which is totally fine. They don't want to be in the public eye or whatever, but it's really, it's a job in itself to stay relevant after the show. Because once the show is over, you have a very short amount of time to where you can shine (laughs) you're still there and then boom the next season comes on and then it's like oh shit then they forget about you so you have to get out there and you have to do your shit and then you have to be likable you have to be good at what you do you know there's a lot of factors in it so it's 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 kind of difficult to keep up with it not that i'm complaining by any means because it's a really i think that's you're right and i think that's why a lot of people shy away from it right Right. a lot of people uh they they do shy away from the spotlight a bit as a result of their exposure with it um like well, someone I mean, like at, Caroline right now dude. Mm-hmm. like right, right, with Netflix. So Netflix just aired your season and I watched it again and I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, man, what the fuck? You know, but now that gives us another opportunity to shine. Hey, no, now you're doing the podcast. Kudos I woke up. Because, I'm, I'm doing the podcast because yes. of exactly what you're right. saying. Kudos well, I mean, that's that's that. what, you know, they said. They said, hey, keep it relevant somehow. And uh, yep. They thought, and I don't know, they haven't been wrong, I guess. They keep showing me that people are listening. I don't, I yeah. apologize to the people listening, but I really appreciate it. <laughs> people like yourself, really, I guess, like we get to see, I think that's a curiosity for people, like how much friends, uh, how, how, how does our world interact, you know? Because right. tattooing is pretty unique from other industries and it is kind of tight knit in some cases and it's kind of yeah. clicky in some cases. It, it, totally is it's like high school <laughs> yeah yeah but and then i think that all life's like that sometimes i really believe eventually we'll be watching like data processing masters <laughs> you, know, you know like i don't know man he wrote some code yesterday that was fucking awesome and then it'll be all about the drama they'll have two coding oh, yeah. brothers on there they're fighting it out like he, I was coding first, and then he started coding, and he's like, "I code better than you code." And I was like, "Fuck your code! Your code sucks." That's <laughs> exactly it, dude. This is fucking. Andrew would be, be producing it. Different genre drama. Yep. <laughs> you see uh, many of the of of your fellow Eskimo cousins. I'll say because we are all fucked by the same TV show. Do you <laughs> see any of uh, your Ink Master? Because fe- like. Everybody's down I, there around you. Coco Beach is. I don't really. Um, I see. Have anybody? I see uh, Mark Longnecker and his wife. My wife and and uh, Longnecker's wife are pretty good friends, and they talk a lot. So you know, we'll see. Just got tattooed at uh, at Longnecker's shop a few weeks ago. Oh, what you get? By, by a guest artist. I got a Cadillac badge on my knee. Awesome. By, uh, my buddy Johnny Austin. He came from Fayetteville, and he was guest spotting there. 
So his last uh, name is that, Awesome. Johnny yeah, he Awesome. Goes by Johnny Awesome. Yeah, he's pretty. That's pretty a, cool that's a great there. name. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, he actually hosts. He hosts. Uh, he MCs the Fayetteville show, the the All American Tattoo Convention. But uh, yeah, Longnecker is. I'm trying to see who else I see. I mean, I talk to Jimmy occasionally. He's in Orlando. He's about an hour away from me. Right. Um, but not too too many. I mean, you know, we're all we're all friendly. You see each other at shows, and everyone's you know you catch up and everything, and you know social media. You give each other a like or say hi or a message or whatever right. once in a while. But I don't know, man. I'm kind of uh, I go to work every day at the shop and I do my thing. I tattoo and then you know I come home and I spend a lot of time with the family. You know, like I said, we go out in the woods, we hang out, we do a lot of cool shit together. Go out on the boat, whatever. So it's it's kind of cool, man. Like not being so much out there, just you know, kind of chilling a little bit. But now, well, uh, how's your acting? Like you still have an agent working for you to to book you? Oh gigs yeah, I'll, I'll never not have an agent. Um, I just actually, you know, it's cool if you ask about that. I, gosh, it's been a couple of years now, but I did a a, a short film uh, titled Riviera. I produced it and I starred in it with Robert Lasardo who's a, like the first, like the original fully tattooed actor. Everybody knows him. He's been in everything. I used to watch him when I was younger. Mexican guy. Shows. No, he's not. Though. He looks it, but he's not actually Mexican. He's, um, he's uh, Indian or I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he, he goes to a lot shorter of shorter guy, shows. bald head. I yes, was, he, goes I, to, he always plays a gangster. Yes, he goes to a lot of tattoo shows. And that's how I met him at a convention. And then we became friends. And uh, he actually uh, helped me read for an audition for a TV show while we were at a convention one time. It was pretty cool. And like for me to sit there and watch him when I was younger on TV and then, you know, be friends with him and, and then make a movie with him. It was pretty fucking cool. So what's I, the name I, of this I, movie? How do I see Riviera. it? It's called Riviera. It's a 17 minute short film. Uh, we made it for like the film festival circuit just to kind of, you know, get out there and show people what we could do. But uh, it's two very heavily tattooed guys, myself and Robert. And it's a uh, it's a situation that no one really expects, and it's completely different from what you you've seen from us. Because I know I play bad guys and I get killed and murdered and kill people on TV. He does that too, but you know this right. is totally different for both. In of this us. one, so you guys you- are broke back Martin Mountain in it, huh? No, no, no this broke back Mountain. You, you guys is, got a kissing is, scene no, where no, you no, really explore your your acting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you caught me? You caught me. No, it's, okay. it's, 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 right. it is kind of like a brotherly love thing, but no, nothing like that. But but at 17 <laughs> minutes, um, no, then no. you don't really have to. There's too. It would be too easy to spoiler that shit. So I appreciate. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what I'm it's about, but it. I will. I will send you the link. Yeah, it is on. How, it how is does on this YouTube. world work? How does the it world of? Awesome. How does the world of? Like you said, you made this. You produced this. That took time and money. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like. So, how's a, this world work? That this thing pays you back, or does it just help you get more gigs, keep you relevant? So this, what's What's the purpose? For this one, it's it's more like a it's kind of like a proof of concept. Like, okay, this is what we can okay. do with X amount of dollars. We spent our own money, myself and my two partners, uh, one who wrote and directed the film, and the other one was the um, director of uh, photography. We all put our money together. You know, we paid Robert, got him out here. We we filmed for three days, you know, hotels, food, all that crap. It all adds up. You have to, you know, all the camera crew, everything, you know, it's just oh, yeah. people don't understand how much it actually costs. But no, I shot a pilot once and uh, I mean, it never really went anywhere. But um, it I mean, it cost the guy was putting it out of his pocket. Him and his two friends yeah. pretty much yeah. decided to do this offshoot show. They had a good concept, kind of. But it uh. It, it cost, I know it cost enough money that he was scared to do it again. 
It is, but it's not. That's the thing. It's it's hard to get people to invest because there's there's no guaranteed ROI. You know what I mean? Like no return yeah. on your investment. So people are, are are a little skeptical. But we're like, fuck it. We're gonna do it with our own money. We're gonna shoot it. It came out fucking awesome. My older brother, who's a, a musician and a composer, scored the whole film. He's in LA. Um, it just came out really, really fucking awesome. We went to a bunch of film festivals. We won a bunch of awards and shit like that. Oh, but, that's cool. Uh, it, was, it was right so when now COVID when you win started, the awards, so, they start paying off, right? No, do they pay? No, <laughs> no, they don't pay. <laughs> okay. It's well, COVID. Like a, it's one of those things, like it's a, it's a, like, oh, okay, I, I, we went to this festival and we won, you know, like a tattoo convention, same kind of deal. Um, <laughs> it's just I got one a of those trophy. Things, it's just like one of those things, like you played a lottery. You know what I mean? You can't win if you don't play. You gotta make, you gotta yeah, make yeah. a film. You can't, you can't get recognized if you, if you're not in it. So we made the Put film. Now, like back. Do, do you, do is that something you don't want to talk about too? I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't really. It's, okay. It's, I, I don't really know if it's, a, it. I, I'm sorry. I'm not in the acting world. I know whether it's polite or not polite. I'm just in the, in the yeah, world of like, man, I'm worried for my friend's economic in, safety. I'll, give, I'll tell you, it was in the thousands, not hundreds of thousands, but in the thousands. Okay, so, cool. But that there, also but, helps but, you pitch then your product because you're like, with this small amount of money, we were able to do this. We can this. do this. Yes. The large amount of money. Right. We can do more. So we do we do have the idea for the feature length script for that same film. So we'd like to do that if we can get someone to fund it, you know, and then right we on. also have uh, another TV show that him and I have been writing for a few years that we're going to be fingers crossed, hopefully pitching to like Netflix and all the bigger uh, like streaming platforms and networks this year. So hopefully that works out. And then uh, we awesome. have an animated series that we're working on, too. So hopefully well, all this what stuff are you doing voice it. acting for that. Uh, I am. I actually, I'm. A, I am a, a, a voice actor too. So I do that. I do that. Um, hey, I'm a voice actor too. So, so hit me up. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> what that really means is I don't know, but I'll do some voice, bro. Hey, you know what? There's a lot. There's a lot more to it than what you think. And I was like, yeah, I can be a voice actor. Then I actually went and got trained professionally with a uh -huh. coach from New York City, and she's like a really well-known voice actor. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot more to this than I thought. And uh, it's cool. But, I uh, met the guy this last weekend that did the voice for the animated series, not the movie, of Stitch. Nice. And I was really impressed by that. Um, and I, he, I then asked him if he's got other voice gigs because it was just the, the short run. And now they, you know, and he was like, because he actually knew the guy that originally did the voice of Stitch, I guess. That guy got throat cancer. And so oh, he, they were yeah. friends. And he's like, hey, you do it, too. Can you do? And then I heard Stitch's voice. And I was like, man, that's some cheesy ass. He was just making squeaking noise into a microphone. He could have. Yeah. Um, but at, at any rate, that, he gave me an idea or an insight into. Because, one, it's a competitive field. Two. Very much. It, if you get this job, it has nothing to do with you getting the next one. It's almost no. worse than, to me, it seemed as though he was saying it's worse than an actor like yourself who can do a show and then you can use that show to, hey, this is proof of concept of me. You know, you right. can hire me because I can do these things. But with yeah. voice, it's almost like every single time you go to an audition, you can scrap all your old work almost. Yes, it only shows. Yeah, 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 you got it. You got to well, bring I mean, the perfect example like i have a demo reel as an actor you know it's got different scenes from different characters i played in different movies or tv shows but i also have to have a separate voiceover reel that can show all these are the voices that i can do these and are i also have, to have a separate agent like my acting agent my theatrical agent doesn't do voiceover so i have to get another agent to do voiceover so it's, these it's guys a very 
separate these guys only get paid off of your commissions or these guys yeah agents make um 10 to 20 percent depending on who you are and what you're doing per gig you get paid managers take you know i think it's like 15 percent of everything you do um it's it's a lot man there's there's, you got both then you got a manager and a agent I currently do not have a manager. I would. Okay. I, I'm seeking management. Because <laughs> you could be looking at giving up 45 percent of your pay. Then is what you're asking. You totally could. Yeah, yeah. You totally could be doing that. And then I mean, but it's cool. But, and, and then again, you know, sometimes you have to have a PR person. That's another ten. Whatever. <laughs> sometimes then you have to have this. So like, in, in the grand scheme of things, when you're making, you, you do make good money doing this stuff when you get hired, when you get cast. Right. That's, right. For someone like me, it's not as consistent. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a working actor, but not working as much as I'd like, you know, but yeah. when you get these jobs, then you have to pay your agent, your manager, you know, whatever. And then like a lot of times, like you're paying your, your manager is on like a retainer or like your PR person is getting paid monthly. Like you're not, you know, so no matter what, even if you're not working, the bills are rolling in. So, but now, not for the agents necessarily. You said they're on a retainer, but, agent, so you pay no. them in advance. Okay, not the agent, the not manager. The agent. Then it must be. Yeah, yes, a manager. Okay. Sometimes, depending on your deal, everyone's deals are different. But like, say you have a person that does publicity for you, you definitely need to pay that person all the time because those kind of people are very helpful. They can introduce you to these people. Who are like, hey, I got this guy from this show. He wants to do an appearance. Right. He, he wants to do that. He wants to do that. And it's like, okay. Cool. So that that definitely aids in get in getting you more work. Um, it's you definitely have to be proactive, man. And, and people will ask me all the time, "Oh, hey, man, I'm an I want to be an I've always wanted to be an actor. Oh, man, can you can you hook me up, man? Can you put me in one of your movies? Can you do this?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Man, I would love to say yes to everyone. I really would, but I just right. not that simple. I can't. Right. Just like I can't go. You know, I've been on set with a lot of people who are very well known actors. I can't just walk up to them and be like, "Hey, man, put me in your next shit." That's not right. the way it works. You'll be kicked off real quick. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, know if you noticed it. They probably stepped it on it more. Right. But on season three and four, uh, contestants coming on, uh, some of them, a large number of them, would come on with a CD. And they would try to leave it with producers and with right. Dave Navarro himself. Somebody actually, uh, like, while filming, like, tried to hand him a CD at one point or did hand him a CD. Like right. we were all cameras out and shit. And, oh, and shit. it was, it, I found the CD later in the hallway, stepped on and, oh, and no. I see, but it wasn't destroyed. The case was destroyed. I still listened to it. It was crap. It was pure wow. crap, but uh, it was fun to see how that kind of these, because all these people going on the show is tattoo uh, canvases. A lot of them are actors or want to be actors. They want, they want yes. To Yep, I totally get it, man. Yep. Hey. Oh, lost you again. You there? Hmm. I should well, be able to be go. heard. You can. You're you can back. hear me. Okay. I can hear you now. You were gone for a few seconds. Yeah, I've been um, I've been trying to to get a a charger for my phone, but my wife isn't answering my cell phone. So, so I think we're going to start entering into technical difficulties, but at least now I've been able to mention it. So she might, she might come in with, um, our saving grace word (laughs) plugged in right next to my tablet (laughs) in case that helps at any rate. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated by knowing that that it is a grind and kind of having, and I'm fascinated by your journey through that as well 
You know what I mean? Cause uh, one, you're doing tattoos, running a shop and, and still doing the hustle to, to thank you to place yourself in, in uh, the line of fire kind of for, yeah. for uh, a, a movie. That's tough, man. You know, it's what's that? That's what we do. And everyone, everyone's journey is unique and different, but uh, I try to stay focused and, you know, sometimes uh, that takes a backseat to certain things, but Again, there's always something working, man. I'm I'm always trying to make things happen, and when I do, I can I try to bring people with me when I can. You know, like when we make that when we made Riviera, we used all people we knew, just you know, and like, hey guys, let's do this. Sure, let's go. We got a good solid team. You know, everybody kind of working off the same idea that if this is successful, we will make money in the future. Yeah, we all go with a little. Uh, what do they call it? Sweat equity, almost. Exactly. <laughs> that everybody yeah. gets in it. You guys write up contracts of a of a residual sharing or anything like that. Uh, well, I mean, for for that one, we didn't. Um, just because it didn't really, you know, it didn't get a chance to go anywhere. Like I said, with COVID it happened, and a lot of the festivals got canceled, so we didn't really get to go as far as we wanted to. Um, we did get it out there and, you know, I, I'm probably not the greatest at promoting it. I think that it's just such to me, it's such a really good quality piece and I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it. Like if I did get it out there more, we might be able to see, you know, some, some reap some of the benefits or at least make a feature film out of it. But, uh, right. I'm not, the, I'm not the best at, at, at promoting and social media and all that stuff. So I got to learn how to do better. at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that you, you probably have to learn to hire then. No almost you know taking yeah, from your own your own what you told me moments ago you're right <laughs> delegating fucking responsibility for people and having people do what they are, are good at doing yeah totally <laughs> yeah i i uh i know from my experience when i tried to manage my shop and to do the technical part of the shop also to do promotions um i was really drawn pretty thin you know I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of it if it wasn't for my wife. But at the same time, she's somehow amazing because she has the ability to do the things I can't. Like she can tattoo and do promotions and manage at the same time. I I just can't, you know. Isn't it amazing how they can do that stuff? (laughs) Yeah, I I wonder if it's just because I can't. And she's just proven she's like, aha, I'm better than you. I think if I could, I might, I might uh, actually, you know, I I wouldn't want to extinguish her passion for it. You know, that's why I actually don't achieve maybe as much. You're a good good for that. You're a good guy for that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking assholes. Way to go, go, bro. (laughs) So when, when you're filming something like the Riviera, and you're putting all your your own pocket and stuff. You have to think about location and all that. How, yeah. What's the what's the number of people on the team? Do you, do you know the actual number of how many people? Small team. There was only four people in the cast. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Because that's a short film, you know, just based on right. one or, or maybe no. Sorry, excuse me. There were six, but two got cut. Anyways, yeah. So ah, you put people in the can. They're on the cutting room floor, huh? Yeah, that happens. But then, you know, there's, uh, I would say 15 to 20 people somewhere right in there, up. maybe less. Um, All of you down there in Florida? Number until I sit down and, and go over and, you know, tell, repeat all the names and everybody. But everyone that was involved went far above and beyond 
you know, what they were supposed to, that it just came together really, really awesome for, for what we did it for budget wise. It, it's a, it's a great, great film and it's in black and white too, which is kind of different. And uh, I just think it helps, it helps a lot to tell the story that we told. So if everybody, if any, anybody's listening and you've got an extra 15, 16 minutes to spare, Watch Riviera. Wait, look it up on YouTube. But it's a 17-minute long film, so you're telling them to skip the end? No, watch the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, with the credits, bro. You know, watch the credits. Yeah. If you want. And then smash the like button or something, too. I'm on, yeah, I'm aware that that's like a thing that. you do when you're on the YouTube. Smash the like, like buttons. Like I said, for me, it was super cool because I got to work with one of the people that I really looked up to, and, you know, he became a good friend, and uh, it was it was kind of neat. So it made the experience that much better for me. But uh, well, just to be able to that's be That's kind of the way Ink Masters has been for me somewhat, and, and a large uh, – some part of that, uh, no small part of it, is meeting yourself and having the conversation that we had on the way back to the van because we were talking about a lot of deep shit and at the same time all i wanted to talk to you about was acting shit like i didn't know that you, yeah then i didn't know that you had worked with uh sir ben kingsley you know i would have yes, been sir. super yeah um it, it, but we would have never been able to talk about anything else and that wouldn't have been the right time you know we get to save it for this conversation anyways Hey man, uh, and I'm all about after this is done, man. Keep in touch, bro. If you, uh, I'm, I'm with it. Well, well, you know, we we see your brother a bit more often than you. You don't seem to hit as many of the shows, but obviously, you're busy with a whole different aspect of yeah. uh, of entertainment. You're right, exactly. Do you ever see yourself doing um, anything tattoo slash entertainment related? Uh, yeah, actually, um, it's tattooing is very is a very big part of my life in every aspect. So a lot of the things that I do involve tattoos. Like I said, Riviera was nothing about tattoos, but it's two heavily tattooed actors. Um, right. One of the one of the shows that we're writing in is involving tattoos. So there's a lot of things that I kind of I kind of try to mesh the both worlds together. It's kind of cool. Um, and you know, in the entertainment industry, not a lot of people uh know or work with a lot of people who are heavily tattooed such as myself so when i go into a room people are like whoa oh this guy why i never thought about that aspect get out of prison and come in here like who is he gonna kill us (laughs) (laughs) yeah because most most (laughs) actors are very scared of getting tattooed because it might limit their role it holds you into doing certain things you know you can only bad guys but again that's, that's why when i came out in porn i i didn't want to start with gangbangs i knew i had a, a, a longevity that i had i'm kidding <laughs> but i mean look i enjoy playing I, I take it for what it is man i love playing I'll, i've never shot someone i've never committed a crime so i can go on tv and drive cars and shoot people and die it's fucking cool you know <laughs> <laughs> die yeah <laughs> i've died be reborn again <laughs> shot at i get killed i get fucking you know it's cool stabbed whatever the the reoccurring character that you had when i met you i believe didn't you say he got killed off too first they wanted to kill him off and then that you did a good enough job let's give you props there that they decided to make you a reoccurring character correct yeah it was three yeah it was from one episode and ended up being three but uh i got shot in the face in that one uh they see me get shot they just showed a picture of me dead with a bullet in my face it was pretty cool oh okay right on. <laughs> but you know they still have to set it all up they set me up in a car with the glass broken and they put the makeup all on it like i got shot in the face all that shit it was pretty neat right cool. and then you did your best acting just lay here exactly dude that was my <laughs> part bro 
people were like, wow, it was so real. You really looked dead. Yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Miami. All right. Now it comes to the time. Prove it. Prove you're an actor. Cry. Cry right now. I want to hear you cry. You're going for it. Good job. <laughs> I thought I, I thought like you were going to tell me I had to call your agent or something and fucking work like, out price scale first. I, I just don't understand why you want to put me on the spot right now. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a bit much, is it? It's a lot, bro. It really is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how terrible is it? You're fucking doing a great job laughing, and, uh, and I'm laughing. Or you're crying. I'm over here laughing. You got me crying, <laughs> laughing at you crying. It's terrible. Hey, but it, I don't it's, know if you're doing it right. Then, right? Shouldn't I be crying with you? No, nope, maybe I didn't. I don't like this character enough. Maybe you got to invest or more maybe into you're this. Saying this guy's a fucking forty-something-year-old dude. Why the fuck is he crying? I'm just gonna laugh at him. So there you go. <laughs> is that what age you've reached? Uh forty. You're forty now. Forty-three. It, and so you're not, I can tell you're not in Hollywood. No. Because in Hollywood, Hollywood, you're not allowed to say that age. No, oh, I don't. <laughs> you would be like, I, I'm more like a 33 to a 37. Nah, fuck it. I don't care. Look, man, it's, it's funny. I just saw a fucking a casting director tweeted two days ago. They said, literally, I don't give a fuck what age range you think you can play. Because it doesn't fucking matter what I think. It matters what they think. So I don't give a fuck. I'll tell you how old I am. I'll do whatever. I'll go into the room. If you see me playing a 25-year-old, that's your bet. I don't look 25. <laughs> if you see me playing a 70-year-old, that's whatever. You're going to have some makeup. So I just leave it in their hands because they're the ones that are casting it, right? Have you ever had to do a um, where they either age you up or down? No. No. You always, I have, you're but always I, have, just... I have done uh, films where they cover my tattoos with makeup. Or wear long, like, so you don't see any tattoos, and that's kind of cool because then you can play a regular, right, yeah. That's so, very yeah. interesting, really. Because, because, uh, if, if they held you back in any casting, obviously, that's why our actors don't get them, right? But it, it, this wouldn't hold you back if you have the ability to lather up but, and make them. Why, why did they want you for that role, uh, as opposed to someone else? Uh, that was like early on and it was for like a smaller thing. I think it was like student film or something. So it was like, they're just like, okay. whoever would do it for free. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> did they put the Kat Von D makeup okay. on you? Is that what that was? No, you know, I just used the cheap shit from fucking Walmart and it worked great. Okay. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm not spending that much money on some shit. I'm just going to wash off. So <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, a day in court. I got my right hand tattooed a long time ago yep. and, uh, and I, I covered that up with makeup for, yep. for my court appearance one time. Hey, I was like, sometimes it helps, you know, you get the dude. It really is about a look or an image, man. I got, I'm going to tell you one last story. I don't want to keep rambling on, but when I went to this one audition, it was a, it was a video audition. It was for a, a gangbanger of, you know, Latin descent. Mm -hmm. I got a call back. I had to drive to Atlanta to do the call back in front of the director and a producer and everything. I got Are you to the, Latin I, descent? I am. I'm half Cuban. Um, okay. So I got I got there, and from the second I opened the car door, I was that character. I walked in with the, you know with the swagger, with the gangbang. Yeah. Even the person at front, you know, was like, "The fuck's up?" You know what I mean? Where they at? You know what I mean? Shit like that. <laughs> Stating character the whole time. Went in the room. Did yeah, the call, Robert did De Niro callback, did. Dude, did the callback. Got the part. Showed up and started filming. We filmed halfway through the day. The director comes up to me and he says, uh -huh. hey, 
I just want to let you know how amazing you are. You're doing such a good fucking job. I can't believe I've never hired you before. And then I was like, dude, no way. That's fucking cool. And he was blown away because that was the first time I broke character. I, I was going to say, character. yeah, you broke character. <laughs> and he, was like, he was like, what the fuck? He's like, hold on a second. You're not Mexican? I was like, nah, dude. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude. I'm like, I'm an actor. He's like, holy shit. He invited me to sit down and have lunch with him. Which is insane. No one ever eats at the director's no, table. No, yeah, not as the, not so like, as the extra. Yeah, dude. No, this one was a real role. I had a, like I had, okay. fine, had a fighting scene. Okay. Me and the main characters got into it. Like it was an actual like a reoccurring role. What did that turn into? Did that turn into other roles yet or not? It, it dude, it, it it did. And uh, the guy is he's fucking awesome, man. His name's Matt Nix. He uh, he did uh, a show called Burn Notice back in the day. Okay, uh, he, I think I'm did, familiar. He, yeah, he did uh, the show called Complications. He did the show called The Gifted, and he's cast me in all these shows. Uh, he's so awesome, man. I've got a great rapport with him. He he actually, for the one I was telling you about, the Marvel one, after uh, it aired, I posted the clip, and everyone's like, oh, no way. And he went on my page and was like, man, you know, when I was writing this, I was like, let's see if Javo can do this role. Call him up. And oh, my you God. Knock it out of the part, and you did. And I was like, holy shit. This like, is a big wow. name. Like, The Gifted is a big production said there were there you mentioned so am i wrong that's that's like yeah. he's he's a high up there successful yeah, he's, the and he's, he's actually taking the time out of his day to to comment yeah. on your facebook wow yeah then mad respect for him he's he's always showing me love he's super cool um and he's been great to me on set or off you know even when i'm there he'll text me and be like hey man i couldn't be there this time uh you know thanks for coming back on set we really appreciate you stuff like that like he's just awesome so i was like man wow. that, that kind of stuff that little stuff makes me feel so good because like knowing who he is and that's his show and it's his baby and that he you know believed in me enough to do it and be like hey thought of me while they were writing this shit it was like wow no shit this well, is bad I'm, I'm guessing so, he is also a pretty thoughtful then director as well right yeah he, he was uh, the director right well he I, I'm, I'm not sure if I think he directed that episode so what happens with some okay. of these shows they'll do different directors for every episode so yep, they'll I've kind of revolve. That. So yeah, so that it's kind of cool. You, know, you get to see different styles and things like that. But he was a showrunner for that one. Um, again, the creator, producer, look for all different things. He just uh, it was cool. So it's neat, man. You know, I, I I have to say overall, man, it's been a really cool experience in in doing like all the acting stuff. It, it's very uh, it's trying at times. You have to have thick skin because people tell you no way more than they tell you yes. I've probably gotten ten thousand no's compared to about. 20 yeses you know so it's like we really haven't gone over those but uh yeah. but probably no need to right who, who needs to no. focus on those yeah and sometimes if i get if i don't get called back for a show or i don't get the part i'll just be like fuck that show and i won't watch it anymore <laughs> <laughs> did that recently have you heard the show inventing anna uh no i mean not that i didn't get cast for it but I guess it's a decent show but the girl no. gets on and insults you right away she's like this is my story and your oh. fat ass is going to sit there, fat, stupid ass is going to sit there and listen to every bit of it. I couldn't reach for my remote control quick enough. Yep. Like you're, yeah. I hate it when you insult my intelligence. You're going to start right off the bat by insulting me, just not my intelligence. <laughs> now I am just a dumb motherfucking consumer of your product. Or, but with well, Javo, I think I've stayed too long and said too much. Yeah, sorry, successfully man. Enough. A while. <laughs> oh, that's actually my call. This my call thing. We tried to have a thing to end this stuff. And uh, and and what was it? General J came up with the best one, which is that I haven't said too much at all. Actually, I've I've still got questions. I look forward to catching up with you again the next time we hang out. Um, sure, 
Anytime you want to come down to Florida, dude, the invitation's always open. You know, I've got a friend that works for WWE down there too, and I need to get down and tattoo him. So yeah. I am trying to make it make it a point to get down there. He's got a tattoo that needs to be finished, and uh, cool. and uh, yeah, it's fucking. It would be. An, it's the only. I don't, I'm trying to get him on the podcast too because he works for the WWE. He watched. He works for Raw. He's one of the commentators, right? So he's on right. screen and all that shit. But um. Uh, I feel like it's going to be easier to control him to be on the show if I'm tattooing him, you know? I can be like, no, you kind of got to. As a matter of fact, we'll set up right now. Yeah, Yeah, because we already played a little bit of the, uh, you probably would recognize it as maybe a Hollywood game, but where you you, you back and forth the responsibility of setting stuff up, you know, where you're like, I eventually just put it in his hands. It's like, all right, well, you let me know when you're available. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's kind sometimes. of the, yeah, you got to, yeah, it's almost just establishing the hierarchy, right? Like, right. who wants to meet who? You know, <laughs> who needs who? I need, yeah. I need you. It's like those girls in Vegas, maybe, where you're like, well, wait a second. How bad do they want to meet me? Are they willing to pay for it? What maybe not. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was okay. trying to make a stupid joke about every time I go to Vegas. They always got uh, cards. They're handing me, you know, the thirteen-year-old kid handing me a card of a half-naked woman with the with the nipples punched out, so I can't see him. And it says, "Girls that want to meet you." I was thinking, well, just how bad do they want to meet me? Is it worth any money to them? It's worth. <laughs> yeah, you're for you're falling for that shit. Hook, line, and sinker, bro. They really want to meet you. You just have to pay for them to meet you. <laughs> yeah, but it should be the opposite. If they want to meet me, seems like I'm. That's supply and demand. Yeah, but I you're in Vegas, this. though, man. That's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that they're lying to me in Vegas? No. Uh, Come on, bro. No, yeah. no. They have enough water to drink, Kyle. It's not a mirage in the middle of the desert. At any rate. Great chatting, brother. I look Get forward man, to doing it man. again soon. For sure. We'll talk to you. Take care. All right, man. Take care. Bye.